Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. I know. Gosh, man. Try to blind me? Blinded by the light. Up like a douche. Why does he say douche? Doesn't it sound like he says yeah. that? I don't know. What but he's there's saying. another. There's a couple of them that are like that. You think they say something different? Like there's a bathroom to the right. I swear he says that. There's a bad moon on the on the right. <laughs> I know, but it sounds like he's saying there's a bathroom on the right. Do you remember the song back in the day, <laughs> Dire Straits? Money for nothing and the chicks for free. Hey man, no. look. You don't remember that song? No. Okay, that might be before your time. I'm gonna, before we get in the show. I'm gonna play this song. When I was a kid, this song was huge on on the radio. It came out at the same time, like "Born in the USA" by Springsteen was. Born was real popular. Now, growing up, I heard the radio version of this song. Never really knew anything about this song until I got much older. Like probably was like thirty before I actually sat down and listened to the lyrics to that song. Is it like the sunscreen song? I love that fucking song. I love that song too. No, but listen, Brady always like we'll we'll text each other like <laughs> the like quotes from the song. <laughs> oh, that's a great tune. Um, that was actually when I was. When I was going to school, that was uh, the year end song one year. What sunscreen? Yeah. All right. Let, I had vitamin C. <laughs> what was that song? Oh we will always it's a horrible one. Be together. together. <laughs> I don't even remember any. I probably remember. If it comes it. on, we would know it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so l- listen to the actual lyrics okay. of the song. Okay. Still a great song. He talks about Elton John. So when you hear him talk about Elton John, it's fucking weird.
somewhere in the song, he's, t- he's talking about Elton John, and he's like, you can put a little earring in your ear, that little faggot, and he calls him a faggot. And I was like, oh, shit, I never realized that that was said in that song until I was like 30. There's This must be the music video version that I heard. But when I heard the actual song, unedited, I was like, damn, that's kind of harsh. <laughs> damn, what the fuck? Elton John's a man. Fuck you. Well, you got to remember the time, too. You're talking... 86, probably 87 when that song came out. Mm-hmm. The AIDS crisis. Yeah. The gay disease. Oh, <laughs> All right. You ready? I'm ready. I'm doing some shots to relieve some pain. Fear the Walking Dead. And you're listening to the XD Experience. Hey, y'all. This is Lou Temple. You know me as Axel on The Walking Dead. And I'm telling you to tune in to the XD Experience because it will uh, change your life. You follow Lying. me? Lying. He was such a sweetheart. Lying. You out there? You listening? I gotta show you something right after this. Though. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. All they're doing is taking a drink to take to go to sleep. That's one small step for man. Don't drink that just yet. One giant leap for mankind. <laughs> Truth is, I am Iron Man. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to troll. Ow, that hurts my neck. You're gonna need a bigger boat. One point twenty-one. We live in a kingdom of bullshit. <laughs> what is up? What's up, guys? So 126, I think it is. Oh, Lord. I think I wrote it last week. <laughs> I, we're getting up there. I keep yeah, getting 126. confused. 126. <laughs> 126. Feeling like I need a beer fix. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, this so. smells kind of like soap. Let me tell you, let me tell you about this beer. This, this, <laughs> is that the glass I'm smelling? <laughs> it smells kind of like no, soap. No, it's a, it's a Centennial Hops beer. Um, This beer was just voted the best beer out right now. Like, it knocked off that. Pliny. I know. But it's so in. I saved one for the show. We're gonna drink it now. This is the Two Hearted Ale by Bell's. Um, I don't think it's better than Pliny, but it's a damn good beer, and I've always liked it. But it was it knocked Pliny the Elder or younger off one or the other. I've had them both. Um, but it knocked them. It knocked all them off. I really so. liked um, like Reach Around. That was good. That's pretty good. But it's that's not like a competition style beer. Oh, you know, like there's the way they rate like- beers. Like there's like session beers. Heart. The hearts are good. It's a, they're good, good beers. I mean, but I you know they're not considered like one of the best out there. Like I don't even consider. I mean, this is easy for us to get here. Yeah. But it's considered the best beer out right now. I shared an article on it the other day. Very very interesting. I still like Pliny. Uh, Hetty Topper's great. Um, Dogs and Boats is great. Elysium what else? was good. Le- well, yeah, Elysium Space Dust is pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of good beer out there. I got one hopping in there. I hope it's good. I dry hopped my said, IPA. As soon as I come here, put your nose in here. I'm like, what the hell? Give it a whiff. That's a way to introduce somebody. Two ounces of uh, hops are dry hopping in there. So what I did was I took the beer out of the uh, primary, mm-hmm. transferred it into an- uh, another fermenter into the secondary. It's all that true, but the bottom's gone. And then once it's in there, I dump two ounces of hops on top. Now really? it's going to sit for a week, and then I bottle it. Should be really hoppy. Should mm. be like, should be like this. Real hoppy pungent. Mm-hmm. All right. I love hops and beer. Yeah. 
I don't like sour beer, but I like bitter beer, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And the hoppier the smell is, I like the smell of a beer, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We have yeah. a ton of stuff yeah. we're going to be talking about. Our topic, we have a lot of shit to yes. talk about that. Um, I'm in Gidget, y'all. I'm Agent M. You can find us all over the place. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just Google us. You will find us. You can go. If you guys are listening to us on iTunes, just, just take a minute over there to click reviews. Leave us a review. It takes like 30 seconds. Um, and it just helps us in our iTunes uh, rankings. Yes. Be awesome. It's like gold to podcaster. So literally it only Please. takes 30 seconds. If you're listening to us on Stitcher or whatever, thumbs up. Check us out on YouTube. We've been getting some subscribers over there. That's awesome. Um, I did post up the video of me making the IPA that's out there. So that's on there. It's like six minutes. I just did a quick like I know. Each step. You, you watch it? Them without me. I gotta get them done. Ah! I gotta get them done. Um, I want that. I'm trying to have that beer done for 4th of July. So that's why okay. I've been on a time schedule with that. Okay. Chris was actually supposed to come over and brew with me that day and I was like, he wasn't coming and I was like, alright, I gotta do it. Sorry. Ah! It's gotta get done. Um, it's gotta get done. Okay. Gotta get done. Okay. Shit's gotta okay. happen. Yeah. So, xtheexperience.com, and you can call and leave us a voicemail at 1 802 483 Is it Bryce? No. I just want to say this shout out. It's his birthday tomorrow. Is it? Happy birthday, Bryce. Happy birthday, B Rice. B Rice. B Rice. That's his new nickname. B Rice. <laughs> B Rice. Maximum effort. Maximum effort. B Rice. <laughs> He'll never be the most beautiful woman of the year. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, we have, do we, is there a new trailer? I don't even know. Uh, yes, there is trailers, but I got to show you something. What's okay. Up? So let me see the iPad. Okay. Go get it. It's all the way over there, man. I know, but it's there. I'm not looking. I'm looking over here. Uh, while she's doing that, I'll also tell you guys, you can leave us a uh, email if you guys want to email us. Nobody ever emails us, but you can email us xdexperiencepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, over there, I also got a product we're going to be talking about tonight that we're going to be using in a giveaway that was sent to us. Uh, so that'll be cool. I'll post some pictures up of that too after. But I've been wanting to talk about it on the show because I really do like this product. Uh, I've owned one for a couple years, so I was pretty excited that they sent us one to use in a giveaway. Um, so that'll be cool. Cool bean, Joe. Ready? Sure. Okay, I didn't know this existed. I actually seen it somewhere else. Is it on YouTube? Yes. Make sure you play through the ad before you hit play or else you're going to hit play and it's going to be the ad. So you might want to turn the volume down. Well, it's never yeah, but you're going to confuse people with the advertisements. So turn. Right. Oh, no my ad. God. Okay, there's no right, ad. Close your eyeballs. What the f- I got to turn around. Hold on. I can't talk in the mic, right? Nobody can hear a word you're saying right now. Anyway. All right. Can I look? Yes. Have you seen this? She never realizes a wolf around until it's too late. No, I haven't seen that. And they do exactly what the wolf expects them to do. They run into each other. This guy really down. loves computers. They become dinner. Let's all start with pump up the volume. Time to eat. <laughs> I've got no idea. I use my phone to hack the OS on that printer over there. And why would they? Not one printer in this place has built-in malware protection. Now, while they're all busy watching a little something I threw up on the control panel, just look at your screen. I can intercept all their print jobs until I find the info I'm looking for. Ooh, today's somebody's birthday. Perfect. The really good stuff is upstairs. The kind of stuff that could destroy any future this grand financial institution could hope to have. Why is it always in people's subconscious? Why is it always computers? 
okay with that, but he's always in somebody's brain. I love a good office party. Everyone looks so hairy. It came out in part. It's for Ashley Janice. <laughs> no, so it's not a movie or anything. No. Oh. I'm like, oh, it's a movie. Okay. Not me. It's a computer ad. That's why they got him to do it. I know, but isn't it? And that's why he's in people's heads. Look, Janice, just got an email. Why is he What's looking? That? A gift certificate from your favorite spa to honor the big day. Yeah, he's not in that grubby How hat and shit. Now all you got to do is print it. Come on, Janice. It's legit. You just got to print it out. Come on. We all know you love a good foot rub. That's it. Now I have access to every computer on the network. How, you ask? Well, none of the printers here automatically monitor for threats, so that gift certificate I just sent Janice to print was actually hiding my malware in the print stream, bypassing the company security, which means now I can use the printer to get around the firewall and, surprise, access all the unencrypted data and route it to myself. I know it's a mouthful, but it's actually really simple. Teeth are blue. Because these guys don't automate their security monitoring, not only can I see every document that gets printed in this place, I can see all the good stuff hiding on their computers, too. Now it's a party. <laughs> Please tell me you're Remy Malik at some point. Tomorrow's a big day for this place. That reminded me when Jack Looks like they've got a presentation to their most important client about a confidential private stock offering. Sure hope everybody's getting a good night's sleep. They are gonna need it. It's funny how much stuff people leave in the office, huh? It's like they want me to take their personal information. I'm Mr. Vice President of blah, 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 and my life is ruined. These folks have no idea that when they come to work in the morning, I not only have helped myself to their personal identities, but I've gotten hold of their clients' most sensitive financial information. The ironic thing is these guys probably spent a fortune securing their network and their servers. But because no one bothered to arm any of these PCs with the BIOS defense system, my malware is free to do its thing. Oh! That's what I call a metaphor. Oh yeah, no, there's a lot riding on this meeting. You might even say the future of both companies. I had some huge elaborate plan to worm my way into the video conference, but turns out I didn't have to. See this dude over my shoulder here? Guy who looks like he's about to wet his pants. Well, he was so nervous, he forgot to pick up the key part of the presentation right off the printer. So now, let's just sit here waiting for anybody with an axe to grind to pick it up and share it with someone like me. Because this bad boy doesn't have user authentication. It's easy for print jobs like these to go unclaimed. Bingo. First, I got control of their printers. Then, I got control of their network. Then, I got control of their data. And now, this. All the juicy details of a major acquisition see where they wanted to keep it quiet. Along with everything else I've stolen from this place, these guys are in for a really bad day. 
truth is, I don't really have anything against them. And they seem like perfectly nice people. But that's beside the point. Why am I exposing one of the financial world's most important secrets? Because I can. He's Mr. Robot. Who knows? Maybe next time I'll come after yours. You know what I mean? Isn't secure. HP Studios. The world's most secure printers and PCs. I just, I, look, the trailer for it, so that's like all the clips, but the trailer for it, I was like, yo, this is going to be fucking awesome. Like, like, yo, he's dropping a new show. Like, always computers. And then, like, you see it, and you're just like, fuck, it's an HP. Goddamn HP Studios. <laughs> it's good, though. Oh, shit. I want more Christian Slater. Yes, me too. And it all stems from something. What do you mean? This whole Christian Slater thing. It all stems stems from something. What do you mean? I'll show you what it means. We're going to play a trailer to an old ass. Pump movie. up the volume. Hell yeah. There's a whole movie right there. I know. He can't even find a copy. He when has to watch it on you YouTube. You can find it on YouTube. <laughs> never run into print. Uh, this is what started it all. I know I played it before, but I like this. Um, I like this this movie a lot. It's one of my favorites. Everybody knows that Podcasting the before podcasting. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. You think about it. Everything's polluted. The environment, the government. He's the saying the same shit, Mr. Roba. It's the same thing. Hacking computers and hacking radio radios. Are you listening to this? Yeah, of course I'm listening. Nothing to do anymore. And all the great themes have been used up, turned into theme parks. So I don't really find it exactly cheerful to be living in a totally, like, exhausted decade where there's nothing to look forward to and no one to look up to. This is our decade. He's got a pirate radio station. Nobody knows who he is. I, I could be that anonymous nerd sitting across from you. And you turn around and he just looks away. He never looks back at you again. This is a song for the 90s. Welcome to Dorena Central, man. Take your order, please. Yeah. I want. That was deep. <sighs> I like the idea that a voice can just go somewhere. Uninvited. Like a dirty thought in a nice, clean mind. I know you. Not your name, but your game. Come to me, or I'll come to you. So you are him. For all you out here in White Bird Land. It's 10 o'clock. Do you care where your parents are? This radio person is the whole born? problem. Are we going to allow this guy to be heard by anyone who can turn a dial? Came out when you were born. And he's trying to tell you that there's something wrong with this school. Hey, you're not hey, supposed what, you, to be. What do you want to slam? It's all dumb. Get off the bus. Get out. Sound of control. Why not do something crazy? It makes a hell of a lot more sense than blowing your brains out. Hell yeah. You know what that means? This phone call has been traced. Oh, this is my life just screwing around with you, you know? Not anymore, it isn't. This is everyone's life. Mark, you can't leave it like this. 
You out there? You listening? It's in our intro. For We're Christ listening. <laughs> All right. You know they're redoing Flatliners, right? Yeah, I don't want to see it. Have you seen the trailer? No, I don't want to. Well, that doesn't mean other people don't want to. We got to watch these Hold on, things. can we play one trailer first? We're getting there. We're getting there. We'll go through. What, <sighs> what, what trailer do you, do you have? So we'll know we'll get on the list. Baby Driver. Baby Driver, okay. Let's start at the top. <laughs> Work our way down. Work our way down. Somebody else is young. Subway six dollars. The new Flatliners. Just like I want to see the new Blade Runner. Because it looks fantastic. That looks terrible. Have you seen it? You said you haven't even seen the trailer. No, but I don't want to. (laughs) Why remake it? It was perfect. Because there's nothing else to make anymore. You have to remake it. We live in an exhausted decade. That's why they're remaking shit. It's been good. Midnight basement sublevel C. Evil Dead remake was the only one that I really loved. What's going on? I would like you to stop my heart. The Jungle Book was you give great. it one minute, There's been and then you bring stuff. me back. Okay. Is fantastic. Now's the point where you say it's all a joke. <laughs> Five bucks says the score's higher than the mummy. What I liked the mummy, okay? I did. I did. The only way to find out is to see for ourselves. We could document that experience. Did you see a white light? It was more like pure energy. How is she playing the piano now? It's like her brain's been rewired. I'm going next. Charging 200. It's a good day to die. Clear. Everyone I touch today, I'm gonna heal. So now what you can Three minutes. Jamie only did two. What can I say? We're competitive. I'm going next. Five minutes. Seven minutes. No one's ever come back from that. Was it all fun? Was there anything disturbing? Something is happening to us. I think I'm going crazy. Maybe we opened the door. I haven't watched Flatliners forever. It just feels like a... Something is coming for us. Something I did. Something I did. That's it, Diego Luna. Yeah. Um, he yeah, he played uh the what was, what was his name? I forget the guy's name in Rogue One. Cassian Ander. Cassian, yeah. He Cassian. yeah. Spoiler alert, he dies. Oh. They all die. It's a fucking. It's a it's a real Suicide Squad movie. <laughs> oh my god, did we watch the John Wick Honest trailer? Yes, we have. We did. Yes. Okay. Uh, have you seen this X Men Gifted? Yes. I played it. And we it haven't didn't played look it. Good. We haven't played it here, though. Yeah, we have. No, we haven't. Yes, we have. When? Was that? Ago? You said it was released just the other day. Yeah, but the tra- but there's been trailers. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't look that interesting. Okay. 
I don't know. You gotta type in baby driver. All right, hold on. Baby okay, driver. see, it's right there. Baby it's driver. like 17th down. Baby driver. Homecoming. This looks fucking fantastic. To you. Watch. Are you just dumb. starting your day, or did you just, just being what you do? They call, I go, you know. So, what is it you do? Remake. I'm a driver. It is. Oh, like a chauffeur. Anyone I'd know? I hope not. What is your name? Baby. Your name's Baby. B A B Y Baby. one who say listen to the music all the time is he uh, mental mental meaning slow was he slow no he had an accident when he was a kid still has a hum in the drum plays music to drown it out and that's what makes him the best one more job and i'm done one more job and we're straight. Now, I don't think I need to give you the speech about what happens when you say no, how I can break your legs and kill everyone you love, because you already know that, don't you? Yeah. The moment you catch feelings is the moment you catch a bullet. And your uh, waitress girlfriend, she's cute. Let's keep it that way. I want us to head west and never stop. You in? I'm in, baby. Face the music. Baby, we need to get out of here. I have to end this. Are we in bed together now? Baby. 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 Doc said Michael Myers. This is Mike Myers. It should be the Halloween mask. This is a Halloween mask. No, the killer dude from Halloween. Oh, you mean Jason. No. <laughs> Baby, you tell me who does. You're a good girl, you love her? Yes, I do. That's too bad. John Hamm is in more. Huh? I don't know why John Hamm isn't in more. I know. He's, he's Actually, really he um just said uh he he might be quitting acting and going back to teaching. Yeah, that's all bullshit. No, I mean, because he, he did that before, and he said it just, you know, acting is just something he does every once in a while now. I mean, after Mad Men, he d- after Mad Men... You know, he's kind of got his money and shit. Why not? We'll see. They all say that and then they come back. I'm excited for that. John Bernthal. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Is that trailer out yet? Yes. It's 10 years later. I'm excited. Ow. My neck. <laughs> I got too excited, guys. <laughs> uh, what do you think about uh, Ron Howard doing Han Solo? Well, that's not confirmed yet, but I'll talk about that in a minute because okay. there's a whole big spiel with that. Okay. Kind of upset at that, actually. I'm not, not that I don't like Ron Howard. Meet again. And we'll see what kind of people we've blossomed into. <laughs> yeah! It's gonna be a series of 1991. Out of the way! It's been 10 years since we last saw our favorite campers and counselors. Move this, move that, this and that, these and those, that and that. Lives change. 
People change, but some things never will. What's up, bitches? Let's rage! Miss my camp reunion? You're still sporting the perm, huh? That's what it is. It just comes out this way. That's great. Jean, I would like you to meet my daughter, Jenny. Jenny, this is Jean. Hey. Hey. Cool bandana. You having fun? Yeah! Okay, you win. I'm still in the camp. Bye-bye now. What? the flow of my dick, old man. This feels right. You and me trying to save the camp. Yeah, and that's all we're doing. We could do more. Like, with our tongues and butts. Andy. Sues, it's cheaper. saying what I think you're saying? Well, if you're thinking that what I'm saying is what I'm saying, then yes, I'm thinking that what you're saying is what you're saying. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know why they didn't. I gotta look this up now. Alright, so Han Solo? Yeah, so it dropped, it well, this is like unheard of too. It's never happened like this. They were in middle production, and the company said, "Let's stop production briefly so everybody can recharge." They all came back, and the two brothers who did the Lego Movie and all that—they were the ones directing it—were fired. So now it doesn't have a director, and all a lot of the actors signed on because of the directors. So now, like Donald Glover, who's involved in it, nobody oh, knows if him. nobody knows if he's going to continue on as. Lando, I it, this movie's in trouble, so uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm sure they'll get it straightened out. I just hope they keep all the cast because they were all of those guys as like guys. Yeah. I don't know if that means they're gonna start reproduction over again, or yeah. I don't know what it means. But um, yeah, that's kind of sucks. I'm, Damn, nope. Yeah, I know. Harris Ford somewhere going. <laughs> I love you. I shot first. I love you, I should first. Uh, Adam's Family, Netflix. You know, I watched Men in Black 3 the other day for the first time. I liked it. I loved it. I seen that movie theaters. Did you realize who the colonel was? What do you mean? The colonel. There's the colonel who plays Will Smith's dad. Do you realize who Will Smith's dad is? No. It's Luke Cage. It's Michael Coulter. He was really, really? fucking small then. Though. Yeah. He was tall still. What the hell? Yeah, he was yeah. really small. 
Skinny as shit. Yeah, that's him. I, I love I, that movie. I loved how they did like the retro thing. I was so curious on that because I kept hearing uh, Josh Brolin do the Tommy Lee Jones impression. And I was like, is that an impression or is that dubbed over? No, that's him. It's yeah. so impression. Yeah. He, he almost actually quit the film half halfway through because he didn't think he was doing a good enough job. Yeah. And then uh, what's his face? What's the guy who does all the... Adam's Family, Netflix. What's uh, the one guy, um, Daniel Day-Lewis is quitting acting, right? That's what they all say. I know. They'll leave for a year or two and then come back and they'll be like, his epic return to acting. That's how they all do it's it It's like now. Jay-Z who's retired like 10 times. They all do this shit. Um, Adam's Family, Netflix. Is it a show they're, that they're yes. doing? Gotcha. Netflix. Netflix. It's a remake though. You said you don't like remakes. This looks good. Fan it's made. a teaser trailer. Click on the first one. That says fan made. No! Fan made. Okay, well, they had a teaser trailer. Or she didn't see a fan made one? I'm positive. Right there we go. You just passed it. Right there. Here? Yeah. That says Annie. Is it? Yeah. I think you got fooled, yo. No, I didn't! Google it. I think you got fooled. Yup. I think you got fooled. I did not. I, there's nothing on here Hold about on. it. Adam's Family Netflix 2017. Let's just type in Netflix, see what happens. <sighs> yeah, I think you got fooled no, with this fan I made. Didn't. I think you saw a fan made. I did not. Let me see it. That's not real. That's clips from other stuff. Nice. I, I'm just telling you what it is. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> it's fake. Damn it. Inter Internet fooled you. Oh, wow. You got fooled by the wow. net. Uh, what else? Do we got anything else? Um, The Crossing. The Crossing. The Crossing. Have you watched The Mist yet? Who? The Mist. The movie? Yeah, they're doing a t TV show. Yeah, it's already got two episodes out. Yeah, I don't know. Why? Because it doesn't have your Walking Dead people. It's not even made by the same people. Walking Dead people. Do you know what that movie's about? Mist. Yeah, The Mist. Do you know what the the movie's about? <laughs> I've never seen it. So. you never seen it? <laughs> That's a great fucking movie. <coughs> it's about monsters getting out of an interdimensional wormhole. Awesome. It's fucking awesome. It's like CERN. They're talking about CERN. CERN has had uh, some typos. <laughs> it's all Mandela effect. Why are you still looking up Adam's family? I'm just making sure. And then, yeah. I guess I was, okay? Just checking. Damn it. Fucking internet people. I don't like you. Yeah, that's the problem with the internet. You got to read every fucking thing. Like, Sarah reporting the day that, uh, what's her name, was found dead. The girl who killed her daughter. Casey Anthony? Yeah, they reported she, 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 she was dead. And if you click on the art, see, that's the problem I have with the internet, right? They see something, and then they share it, and they're like, oh, my fucking God, Yes. But if they just clicked on the article, it would say, ha ha, gotcha. But they don't. People are too fucking lazy to open up a fucking article. Kills me with dates. Like, you'll see somebody share something to be like from three years ago. Or like, how many times is Don Knotts going to die? Don Knotts died 10 years ago. People yeah. are still like, oh my God, Don Knotts just died. Seriously? Or like Tupac's mom. Seriously? Seriously. By the way, I just got to say, RIP to MJ. <sighs> Yesterday was eight years since the, the king of pop. 
was murdered. He wasn't murdered. Yes, he was. No, he, he, he was, was murdered. He was a drug addict. He was murdered. Let's call it how it is. He was a drug addict. Murdered. It's like they all are. He was murdered. They're all drug addicts. All right. So we drank the um, uh, what was it called? Two Hearted Ale. Two Hearted Ale from Bell's. Now we're gonna move. This was given to me by a friend of mine, Barbie. She wanted me to try this out. She's just telling me how good this was. So oh, you're not even done. I'm not yet. done yet, mine. Sorry, I was I was busy. That you means know. that means I get a little more. Guys, guess what? What? After years and years and years, the person who it, who finally deserves it is getting their star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Adam West, you already got it. No, this. RuPaul, bitches. Yeah. Congratulations! <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. I was I was watching this documentary a while back on the Walk of Fame or wherever yeah. it's called. There, it's a joke. It is, but like, still, but RuPaul like like Barney has a fucking star. Yeah, I mean people have <laughs> Barney. People have stars that should like stupid people, but like it's I'm just usually, saying like it's usually when movies get ready to come out or something big's getting ready to happen. So, but I'm happy because, you know, RuPaul's done a lot for, like, the community and, you know, has been a staple in Hollywood for a long time. <laughs> like, and people are just now, you know, because of his show, which I used to watch. I don't watch now because it got too commercialized. But, I don't know. RuPaul's Drag Race, man. He's got it going on. Never Lips seen any, Never seen life. a thing he's ever been in. Never watched a single episode of the show. Nothing he's been in? I mean, unless he's, like, appeared in a movie real quick, but no. You never watched his talk show? No. Because it's on, like, some weird... I, I, no, I don't... No, he had a talk show, like, years ago. Not no, now. No. Like, when he was, like, you know, at the height of his... I was too busy doing drugs okay. and... I'm excited. Getting booty. I'm excited. Okay. Cool. Guess what? Route 66 is going to be America's first solar roadway. They're going to take a portion of the road because basically, I guess, like, if you go back and, like, research it, like, this is where the first interstate was was you, made. Do you know why they're doing this? Why? Because China just signed an agreement to go all 100% electric car. So that's why now America's like, fuck, we got to no. catch up. But see, the solar, the people who made better. the solar ro- roadways, solar roadways, they, they started a GoFundMe, like, five years ago. And I'm happy that it's finally, like, getting traction. And even though it's only going to be part, of the road, I'm excited to see no how hops. far we can go with it. Not happy at all with it. Because it, yeah, it looks like pee. It's clear. <laughs> it's like no hop character. So I'm excited for that. Uh, and the mayor said it's only appropriate that the rebirth of the nation's first intersection system begins at its birthplace. Mm. So I'm excited. This is going to change a lot of stuff. You know, they it's going to cut down like, you know, all those uh, phone wires and stuff like that, the towers. Like, it's going to do a lot for like the environment and stuff like that and save money and and just help, you know, the earth, the poor earth. I'm okay with it as long as they commit to it, but the problem in this country is oil. I mean, we'll never go away from oil. It's still going to drive everything. No matter how good electric cars get, no matter how good solar gets, this company was built on oil and it'll never change. Still a country. There was a quote, uh, Brad Pitt movie that a lot of people didn't didn't watch. Um, I forget the exact what it was named. It was. It was called Troy. No, <laughs> it was kind of a, a weird movie. But he said. Oh, he said he said uh, first rule Fight Club. Let's not talk about Fight Club. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. No. Um, Say the quote. 
He says in the in the he's looking at this, you know, the the news on TV and he says um and they're like, "Oh, America, America." And he goes, "America's not a country, it's a business." It is. It's a corporation. So, that always stuck it's with me. It's actually yeah, it is. deemed a corporation. Yeah. Um, do you know that like even in our country there's different factions that are like Washington DC is its own country like its own tax yeah, its own, yeah. thing like mm-hmm. you know and yeah fucking America is nothing more than a corporation exactly ran so by the are. oil the oil people Rothschilds uh, guess what there's Bilderbergs. a new way to bury your loved ones I'm yeah. excited for this yeah you ready sure can I do this to you if you pass away it depends because okay. I already know what I want to have done to me. all right so there's something called a mu- a mushroom death suit. <laughs> Just basically where they put you in a sack and bury you, like I've been saying. So it's to alternative me. to coffins made with mushroom spores. So when it decomposes, it detoxifies the body, turning them into nutrients for plants. They are actually looking for volunteers to try it out. Uh, I'm excited for this because I think that the way that we bury people now is just it's well, it's, it is. it's inefficient. It's it's polluting it's just it just needs to stop we need to just start you know we're cutting down trees and I've been everything saying it and for 15 years just put me in a sack and i know me like most of us don't even care like as long as you give Look, us some serial type killers of pa- serial killers been burying people people like this for I years i know i'm just saying like i mean i i i don't want to be in a coffin i don't want a headstone i don't want that why i just don't i want it's not about you though i want my body but it's to go back into the earth. That's fine, but see, the different the thing is, it's not about what you want. It's about what your family wants. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Like, so we like, need to start. So go ahead, have the funeral, but have something different where I'm going to be reintroduced into the earth. Here, here here's not that. pollute the earth. It, yeah, but see, here's the thing: you die, you give your wishes, unless it's in writing and it has to happen. But like, say I was to die today, Irene would. I wouldn't get buried in a burlap sack. She would have a fucking funeral, put me in a coffin, and I would be buried into the ground. Because it's what your loved one wants. What you want doesn't matter. You're dead anyway. What do you care? He, I care. I can say this is what I want this done. This is what I want. But I ultimately, I un- unless you've paid but for see, it. Look, and, and you can do so much stuff and still have like a real air quote funeral. You can run a coffin, do that whole thing, blah, 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 say your last whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do all that. And then put me in a mushroom suit or into a uh, a plant urn, which I want to do. I want to become a tree. Go in a sack. Or, I mean, but you can still have all the regular funeral stuff without polluting and taking over space. And it's just, I don't like it. So that's my opinion. But that's fine. But there's people out there that want something physical that they can feel like they can go talk to and go see. That's why I said it's not really about what you want. It's about what your family, but you're not there. See what I'm saying? It's gone. It's gone in years. Like it's so, dead. My body's gone in the coffin. I know, anyway. but you're, you're just you're, talking you're, to my fucking bones. It's weird. I know, but you're missing the point. <laughs> you're missing the whole point here. It's, no, it's not about. I we, get what the family wants. So, but like these dad, are alternatives. Like our like dad. If mom wasn't there, he would have nowhere to go talk to. Nowhere to go. That's why it was so important for him to get her into a place so he felt like she was at rest and she, and that he had somewhere he can go and say. Whatever he wants to say to. I get that. But we are a society that's becoming enlightened and we, we realize that we, are. we don't need this. We don't need that. You know. But so these are alternatives. And I love that they're creating what alternatives. What was our last conversation about? America's what? It's a business. It's a business. Yeah. So why would coffin companies just, okay. 
We'll go out of business. It's no, a business. No, they're not. But I'm just saying there's alternatives so out there. It's it, it's a big trickle down effect, right? So you get like, you know, you got the people who make the coffins. If there wasn't coffins put people in, all those people would be out of jobs. Then you got the distributors, the sellers, the movers. You see what I'm saying? Yes. The woodworkers. Yes, I get so, that. So from now to the end of time. There's always going to be the basic funeral. I get that. There will that. always be people but buried in there is alternative no, now I, for I, people I, to I take advantage of. And I'm just saying this mushroom death suit. Okay, I don't know about the mushroom death suit, but it looks cool. No, that's fine, but it just sounds like another gimmick. Like, oh, we'll put your ashes on the like a fucking thing and shoot you in the space. No, like the mushrooms help detoxify the body. What does it matter? All the like, like you know how like people get like embalmed and stuff like that, and like all that. If they're going to be buried, yeah, yeah. if they're going to be buried, or like you know, some people have it done in like other countries because they you know say goodbye to their dead for like three weeks, you know. Before they put them in the ground, it mm-hmm. would save on a lot of those chemicals being used and ruining, you know, the soil and stuff like that. I'll show you a picture. Hold on. I just, it just sounds like another, I've heard stories like these before and it's fine. It, it, in 10 years, you probably won't ever hear this again. That's my thing. Cause what, what it all boils down to is just people aren't, there's not enough people in the world and that want to do that. But see, more people are opening up to these things. Yeah, they are. But I think that's weirder than being put in a, in, in a coffin. Why? Now you're gonna you're gonna. It's just I don't know. Like I just I don't know. I find that weird. Okay. <laughs> I, it's just it's my opinion. I don't believe in God yeah. or anything like that. But it's just I don't know. I find like just fucking keep it so simple. We'll do what what people have been doing to other people since the beginning of time, and just stick them in a hole. That's it. We don't need mushroom death suits. No, but we don't need. <laughs> But people, but there's guidelines, like you said, like America's business, there's guidelines. You can't just bury people in a hole. Sure you can. Unless you're a serial killer. I could kill you right now, bury you out but back. But there's guidelines to like, you know, you're not allowed to have like a cemetery, like old cemeteries, like they can have next to their house. You're not allowed to have like that, like the weird family. Like there's so many guidelines now. Yeah. So you need to, so a lot of the people like, can't they just throw them in the ground? So you got to create these alternatives to make it legit. Honestly, we should just burn. Erase everything off the face of the earth. We're destroying this earth as it is. Just fucking That's what wipe I'm us saying. Clean. Just an alternative. <laughs> Throwing it out there. Throwing it out there. Guys, if I die. I honestly don't give a shit I what die, happens to me. Cause, if I die. Because when I die, okay. not, nothing's going to happen. Look, this is going to be my will and testament. You you can do weddings, right? Does that mean you're a notary? Yeah. No, I'm not a notary. Can you oath this? Can no, you oath I can't this? oath that. Okay. I mean, look. Look, okay. if I get into an accident and I'm in a vegetative state hooked to life support, please pull the plug. Please. You better get down writing because your father will not. Please pull the plug. You better get down writing because your father will not. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. Second. He, he would hold on to it. To, he would hold on to you to your 85. And you know he would. And he would still hope. Because that's just the way okay, people well, are. Okay, well, I will tell my father. I want to And be, he's going to look at you I like want, you're crazy. I want the plug pulled. No, he told me if it's going to say, him, he wants me to pull the plug. He's going to say, it's not about what you want, Becky. <laughs> Yes, it is. It's my body. <laughs> not when you're dead. Yes, it is. No, it ain't. You're actually, nothing but a but a fucking blood sack. Actually, this leads me to this. So there's this company called BioCork. Uh, it's a it's, sounds like something out of Terminator. <laughs> it's a Philly-based company that believes that brain death is not irreversible. So they they plan no test on animals. What's it called? It's called Bio BioQuark. So basically, what they're saying is they're going to harvest stem cells, stem cells from the patient's own blood, 
and then inject them back into their body with these peptides into the spinal cord. So 15 days of laser nerve stimulation to reanimate the brain. So they basically said, you know, the definition of death is foggy since the advancements in medical technology. Do you agree? Yeah, we don't know what happens when people die. No, I mean, the definition of death, like brain dead, heart, you're not... It's so foggy now because people are zapping the brain or keeping you on life support or, you know, there's so many medical advances. So basically... If the body can't physically support itself, it dies. But see, that's not the definition of death. But it should be. It should be, but it's not. So this this company is kind of going on that. So basically what you're going to have is you're going to have living cadavers. It's called neuroregeneration and reanimation. The idea of consent is is complicated since the patients are technically dead. Okay. <laughs> so, plants... So, I'm just saying, there's a lot of stuff going on with the brain and the heart and everything like that. Like, remember I was telling you about they're going to zap people's brain to try to get them out of comas and stuff? And now they're going to take people who are considered dead and recreate, reanimate them. <laughs> Yeah, there's, but I feel like this will ne- never happen either because there's too, ma- there's too many. Me- there's too many. Cool There's too many medical idea. guidelines that would stop that. Because then you would have estate issues or people with m- m- money issues. Technically, they're still that's still their property, even if they're dead and come back. But they're not that same person if they come back. Because I'm sure they're going to have a different mindset because they've been laying there dead. So, like, I don't know. There's too much that goes on. What's that com- com- company called? Biocork. There you go. Remind me of something. Right, before your time. Yeah, it uh, says something. If, if you get naked on TV, I, I don't think it's allowed now. Well, it's on YouTube. Maman dit que moi si j'ai besoin d'un préballage, un prélavage avec biotex bleu. Rien n'est mieux pour la santé. Why I was in French, but it's Biotech. called Biotech. <laughs> Old soap thing from back in the day. <coughs> oh my god. Okay. Also, what would you try the sour toe cocktail? No, you wouldn't. Nope. Why? Why would I? I don't know. Just because it's out there, you might as well try it. No, it's like crack or you know. There's all tons that of stuff. stuff out there that no, you, you don't might have as well to try. Just try it. No, I don't drink tequila because I don't like the idea uh, of a worm being in there. Not me. Not a fan. I'm like weird when it comes to what I put in my body. In Alaska, there's a town called Downtown Hotel, hotel, where they make this thing called a sour toe cocktail. Um, it started with a rum runner named Louis Lichen, who had frostbite, who had frostbite, and he his toe was severed. He stored it in a container for years and years and years. I guess people bought the hotel, uh, the house, turned it into this hotel and bar. Uh, found the toe and decides to just throw it in drinks. Uh, dehydrated, decomposing, fucking real human toe into drinks. Yeah, that's nasty. <laughs> so, uh, actually, Louis Likens' toe was swallowed in 1980 by Grant Younger on his 13th glass of the Sour Toe cocktail. They have been through seven toes in total. Four are anonymous toes. People can donate. <laughs> and the reason why the story is getting out there is because one of the sto- one of the toes was stolen <laughs> from a guy who went, you know. So so basically, you know, it, 
the guy ended up returning the toe with an apology letter, but yeah. If so. a bug flies into your, if a fly flies into your beer and lands and sits there, we, we used to drink that beer. Yeah. You'll fish that fly out and drink that Might beer. Might as well. Right, right. <laughs> if an earwig fell in there, you would still. Might as well. Protein, right? You know that like flies carry thousands of bacteria, right? You're aware that humans carry thousands of bacteria. Yeah, we breathe it in all the time. Yeah, I know. So why would you put a dead, rotting toe? In I don't know. Brain? Maybe it'll give them superpowers. No, it ain't. Who knows? The you know, power, the you know what it's going to give you? I don't know. You know, it's going to give you one thing. GI <laughs> distress. That's it. You're going to be shitting for the next couple of days because you just put a fucking toxin in, in your body. There's no way that that's healthy. I'm sorry. Now, the alcohol, I'm sure, kills... Some of it, and it's probably just, you know, the top layer of skin you got to worry about, and I'm sure it's hard as fuck, but that's still nasty as shit. <laughs> I would totally try it. I would. All right. Did you hear about this uh, mummy they found in Peru? Yes, I did. It looks creepy. It's totally legit, too. Yeah. Um, They've cat scanned it. They've done a lot of things. Now, what I find They said it could weird, change the game. What I find more weird about it is the fact it's got three fingers and three toes, So, and it's got big eye sockets. They're not the oblonged alien shape. I'm not saying this is an alien at all, but it's fucking weird. Um, it's definitely either some form of humanoid. It's what I find more weird is the way it's sitting. Yeah, I don't it's know. like all like, I don't know. It's weird. It's like it's sitting down waiting, you know, for somebody to come pick them up for school or something. And it looks like a like a statue. Well, it's been mummified and it was in in the dirt, so they had to get it out. And it's got it looks like like it's got a powder to it, but uh. It, the thing stands five foot six, which is pretty fucking tall. So it is. for what it is, so I don't know what this thing is. Um, they're doing a lot of tests on it now to see if they can figure out what it is. But they think it may be like a pre- predecessor of man, or you know, kind of like the Hobbit people they found. Mm-hmm. What it's been about ten years now. Um, so they think it could change like our story of evolution, or, or you know, it or, totally or, could. You know, it's something. I mean, on the DNA and everything else. Here's the thing, too: is I mean, look how long the fucking fingers and toes are. Yeah. So whatever it is, if it's a person, it could be a mutated person. Um, maybe it was part of the Nephilim. It could have been. I don't know what it is, but it's definitely interesting. And it was found. Uh, the area it was found in was what. Uh, the people around there called the visitor's tomb. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the visitor's... T- but they also found another hand with the same bone structure, formation, three fingers and all that. So they think that there might be more down there. So they're going to keep digging. But this definitely is pretty interesting thing to... a separate civilization. I don't know. I mean, this I don't is, know what this it is. is cool news. This is awesome news. I don't know what it is. But we'll see. Um, I'd be interested to see where... where I'm going to keep an eye on this for sure. Um, I think it definitely could be pretty... Pretty cool. And if it is real, which, I mean, it seems real. Everything's telling us it's real, but we'll see. I mean, it could still come out to be a hoax. Jaime Musan is involved in this, which is what scares me. I think it's definitely something. You know who Jaime Musan is? No. Jaime Musan, anytime his name's attached to anything UFO or cryptid-related, you got to watch out. Um, the mummy or the alien pictures they had a couple years ago they did the big conference for and turned out just to be a mummy and a fucking yeah. thing. Uh, he was tied into that. So, I mean, look. But you also got to remember Jaime Musan out in that area is like the guy to go to no matter what. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, it looks legit. Reports are as legit. And where we go from here is I don't know. But we'll see. We'll keep an eye out. Definitely open. creepy. It's weird. Whatever it is. No fucking earlobes or nothing. No, na- no, like has a slight hole for where its noses are, but mm-hmm. nothing like major. A weird looking mouth. It's, and it's, it's sitting kind weird. of like a child would. It's weird. Like you wouldn't really see an adult. I don't know. It's sitting weird. I don't know. I think it's a tall white. 
Uh, I don't know, but it's it's definitely weird. It's definitely cool. It's the Nordics. Nah, Nordics are taller. I'm sure the Smithsonian has tons of skeletons of those down the museum. Is my head still peeling? Feels like it. I don't know. I got fucking burnt on Friday. Whatever I'm going to the beach this weekend. You ever been to Secrets? No, but I'm going this weekend. To Secrets? It's in Ocean City, right? Yeah. Yeah. We were there. I've been there a couple of days. It's, it's a pretty cool place. I went, yeah. I, uh, here's a lot the, of people Here's there. the deal with Sea Secrets. You better go early. Anytime yeah, after. No, it's not about how busy it gets. People throwing up in the water. <laughs> and you're eating dinner out there and drinking. Thank God we got there open and there was nobody there. We... Hung out out there, did our thing, and by the time everybody was flowing in, we were flowing out, but before we left, we went and looked, and there was fucking puke, fucking condom floating in there. That's some nasty shit over there, because you're only allowed in this one little section. It's like roped off. Seriously, people, get it to fucking gather. That's disgusting. It, it, it's the bay. I mean, you're going to find shit like that in there, but you get if you got a bar drinking, feeding people alcohol and food in the water, of course somebody's going to throw up in that water. Yeah, um, actually, we got a happen. house in a place called Montego Bay in Ocean City. I've, I've been there. Um, I like... It's like a two-hour drive, I think. What's the other one? The other one we went to, which had an island-type feel to it, too. Uh, not Secrets. Fuck, it's the other one. But you get on a boat, and you... Yeah, oh, what was that? You told you go me about out. that one. So, it's like a little island out. So, you get on, like, you take, like, a 30-minute ferry. you had to ferry. do that all, like... After our orb fest, right? Yeah, and it was like a thirty-minute ferry. Uh, yeah, it was a couple years years ago now. Um, but you get on a ferry. What the fuck's the name of that one? I can't remember. I like that one better. That one's better than Secrets. Secrets had they did have lot three flow, which I literally told the bartender every time you come back here, just bring me a beer. Yeah, I was so fucking drunk by the end of that day. Yeah, and I mean, they have their own distillery at Secrets. I mean, we're going, we have a house, so we'll probably spend a lot of time at the house, maybe go out to dinner and then go to the beach and then maybe the boardwalk. I, mean, I don't really think that we're going to be out like, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm excited. Oh, and then my propane fucking tank blew up. I know. <laughs> and you still have your eyebrows. Well, my eyelashes got burnt. I had to shave my arms because all the fucking hair was gone. Caldwell's fucking, in I fire, cu- man. I cut my hand. I fucking it flew. It blew me back. I don't and know if I went back. Why? Remember, every time you grill out there, I'm always in the like. Ugh. Even Dad, when he grills, I'm like, mm, I don't I, do it. I've been called on fire. Done. We, been there. Done that. Not I, doing it I, again. I, I'm not giving up my grill. I it's already fixed. I went and put all new lines on it yesterday. Well, you better check it every time you use it. Uh, no, that see the. I think the problem was the uh, regulator that's on the grill was going, and the grill regulator. Trying to the girls probably the girls probably no, no. seven or eight years old. But it was like a seven or eight hundred dollar grill when I got it. It was expensive, so that's why I'm not getting getting rid rid of it. But yeah, I'd replace all the fucking lines, a regulator. But it blew a fucking fireball back at me. I came inside, my whole arm was black from all the singed hair. My fucking face was all singed, and into my goatee was singed. I stunk. Yeah. Stunk. So yeah, I, I, I try having third degree burning flesh. But it didn't scare me. I went and fixed that shit the next day, and then I also. Uh, Got some charcoal and decided to fire up the old charcoal grill grill outside. And that's how we cooked burgers and dogs yesterday. Okay. Uh, you know, and I'm going to use charcoal more. I like it better. It tastes, it has a different taste, even though they say it's bad for you. Uh, it depends on what you're using, uh, what you're cooking and how you do it. Like what kind of char- charcoal and stuff you're using. Like you don't want to breathe in that light lighter fluid. But if you get your coals lit and let them get nice and hot where they turn white, you're good to go. Coals I like the way it tastes. All right. So we got something we're going to talk about here that's going to be in a giveaway. Yay! So this is a key bar. You ever hear a key bar? No. What is that? 
It's a cool case. What is it? So I have one of these. I've had it for years. Uh, and I reached out to them and they sent us one to use in a giveaway. Uh, so it comes in this little tin. You, un- it's a, it's basically like a key holder. I'll, I'll show you mine before before we leave. So you unscrew these screws here to thread it. Then you got spacers and stuff in there, and you can stack your keys inside and hold your keys all together. You, you never seen one of these? I should have no. brought I should have brought my keys down. I have a key knife. I'll show you. A <laughs> it's upstairs. Well, the cool thing about these is they initially came out. People were just using it for keys, but now they have like you can put flash drives on on them. They have like That's spots nice. for flash drives. No, I'm not touching your thing just pop it why would you even walk around yeah just pop that shit not here because i popped the other one and it hurt too bad oh my god so (coughs) it's uh it's pretty badass you put like um you can put anything they have flash drives little tools you can put on them so check them out here you scroll through their their, their, their pictures you can do all kinds of shit you can space out for different keys uh you can get different ones the ones one we're going to be using to giveaway is the aluminum one how do you get your key out they they you just like a knife? Yeah, I should have brought mine down. So imagine this inside there, and then it just swings out. But you can put now. There's even custom knife makers that are making like knife attachments so you can yeah, put this in one there. Has a box cutter. Yeah, there's actually like custom knife one knife ones now where like guys are making actual like custom shit to put in there. But there's all different ones. You can get them like anodized. Uh, there's like American flag one for Fourth of July coming up. Uh, you can put all kinds of spacers in there. They're cool. Uh, this has a titanium clip on on it as well. But it is the aluminum one, but it does have the titanium clip. But you can do all kinds of shit with these, man. You can put all kinds of stuff in them. You can put forks in them so you can eat your lunch and shit. Forks. All kinds of shit. They got lock pick sets you can put in there. You can even buy the inserts, the liners that go inside. And, and then you if can... someone tries to attack you, you can just hit them in the head because that looks creepy. <laughs> there you go. And <laughs> looks now, like a medieval weapon. <laughs> so now they got they got where you can put the liners in there and you can slide in the toothpick and the tweezers so it turns into like a Swiss ar- mm. Army knife. Um in the EDC world, this is they're pretty popular. A lot of people have them. That's awesome. They're pretty badass. Uh, there's a lot of different companies making out there. Like KeySmart makes one and some other ones. But KeyBar definitely is the original. And their uh, slogan is stop the noise because it definitely you don't hear no fucking noise when your keys are in there, right? Hold them nice and tight. Stop the noise, man. So, yeah. if And if you use our code, zombie. Our code is zombie. That's what they gave us. Woo! Use our code, you get 10% off. They got all kinds of shit. This is the one we're going to be using to give away is worth like uh, 55 bucks. So that's what we're going to be giving away. Um, I'm excited. Pre- pretty nice giveaway. Comes in a cool little tin. It'll also come with the spacers, uh, screws, and the, like the rubber tin. washers. Yeah, it's just like an Altoids yeah. tin. But um, yeah, so we're gonna, awesome. we're going to be using that in a giveaway. So keep an eye out, guys, for that. And we'll let you know when that happens. Come on, guys. Let's share but Yeah, if you use keyword code zombie, you save yourself 10%. Look, they're pretty badass. I've been using one for years. And I've I've always loved loved it. And uh, they make a great um, a great little tool, you know, for your EDC. I like them because I can put it... I, when it's all up and together, I can put it in my pocket. I don't hear my keys clanking around and shit. So... They're definitely badass. Uh, tell them we sent you. That would be awesome. All right, you. Uh, we got anything else? Oh, we got to play a voicemail, and then yes. we'll, and then we're gonna jump into our topic. I want to see the voice. Our, our topic, I think, is gonna go a little long, so we'll jump into that soon. Yes. Oh, I told you earlier too. There's rumors on who's gonna play Nightwing. Yes, who? I don't know if you're gonna like this, but I'm actually okay with it. Drake Bell. I looked up some pictures. I seen some fan art. It totally works. 
No, it, it totally works. I would be okay with it. And it turns out his like uncle is making the movie or grandfather is making the movie. No so, wonder him. So he's definitely going to be in it. Something like that. Josh Peck or something is his grandfather. Uh, Google Voice. Google. Did we ever make a voicemail? Nope. It's still just the uh, regular leave a message after the beep. beep. So what is it? Keybar.com? Uh, yeah. I think it says right on there, doesn't it? Keybar.us. .us. Right okay. on the front. Sign in. Let me sign in. Why don't this leave me signed in? It pisses me I off. Don't it doesn't know. leave me signed in. I want more people to call, though. We got one. Oh, uh, Jesse said it ain't her fault she has a boyfriend. No! That's what she said today. Nobody likes me. <laughs> I'm going to be single forever. Uh, Jess, we're thinking about you. I know yes. it sucks losing a uh, parent. So. <sighs> it's sucks, terrible. But uh, My heart goes out to you and your family. Yeah. But you know we're here. As it takes me forever to sign. I know, guys. right? What the fuck? Jess, I am jealous that you have a boyfriend. And he seems like a cool dude. But I'll get over it. I'll find my prince. It's like, I don't want a prince. <laughs> you want a RuPaul? Yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. Style me up, baby. <laughs> All right, ready for his voicemail. Here we go. Let's do it. Awesome. Hi, this is in regards to the law offices of Bigfoot, Loch Ness, and Small Grays. This is for Michael Caldwell regarding 7305. Uh, we need you to cease and desist. <laughs> From taking pictures while brewing and holding your hairy weenie dog. <laughs> Just joking, guys. Hey, it's Rick from Mad Kid Music. Hey, uh, Mike, if you're uh, going to p- take a picture while holding your dog, I think you need two hands either brewing or two hands holding your weenie. How about that? I like but, them uh, both. To answer your question, guys, the 2700 Club, Jimi Hendrix. Come on. It can only be yes. one. Didn't we say that? Gidget. I loved listening to Amy Winehouse. She was so cool. I think she was a talented artist. I think her talent was going down south quick as soon as she had the drug habit. I do think Kurt Cobain is overrated. Yes! And I would have loved to see Jimi Hendrix flame uh, uh, Justin Bieber. <laughs> yes. He would have roasted him alive. But uh my opinion. Peace out, Russell Sprouts. You rock, dude. There yes, Kirk. Yes, I have another Kurt Cobainer. <laughs> I, like, I mean, they... they... Could you say Kurt Cobain... Last week. Yeah, I like Kirk Cobain. Yeah. I, I mean, he's I mean, I, of... I, I... Just saying. Just saying. But yeah, so yeah, if you guys haven't checked out Rick's podcast... Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Man Cave Musings, go check it yeah. out. He does he's a lot of fantastic. cool stuff. He's he, awesome. he does a lot of stuff on Instagram. He doesn't do much on Facebook anymore. He's going to the way that I'm going. Uh, starting to get away from Facebook because it's full of bullshit. And going the uh, Instagram, Twitter route. So, um... Yeah, go check his stuff out. He does cool stuff. He just went to a, a beer show the other day. Got to try some kick-ass beer. He posts some pictures up all the time. He's a fellow brewer. Mm-hmm. So uh, go check his stuff out. He's awesome, dude. He's a great guy. He's fantastic. All right, you ready to jump into this topic? Yes. Mr. Edmund Kemper. Edmund Kemper. A.K.A. The co-ed, co-ed killer. killer. Or butcher. I like co-ed butcher. He butchered him. Sort of. I think, yeah. <laughs> Sort hey, what's of. up, guys? This is Lincoln Ancock. Whoa, Lincoln! Plates. He cut him up. I don't know. Yeah, uh, this is a weird one. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're, we're gonna talk. About it. I got I got I got. So, look, one interesting thing about this guy is 
he did a shit ton of interviews. Uh, he hasn't given one in a long time since like 1991. But there for like 10 years, he was talking to everybody. So yeah. for once, we're able to actually hear clips <laughs> from the people themselves. Uh, I know you can find some Ted Bundy stuff and, and some stuff like that. Some, I think there's some John Wayne Gacy stuff out there. Yeah, there's some of that stuff. But I mean, nowhere this guy, near what this guy. And he did out. a lot of the interviews because he said that uh, he wanted to help people to make sure that, you know, you don't have to kill people if you have the urges, basically. Well, because one thing. OK, so we're going to get into him. But one interesting thing about Kemper is. He was, he was a, a, a made serial killer. Yeah, like from he day was. One. He was like, created. He was bred. He was, you know, um, blossomed. Uh, he was like a cherry that was on a vine. He uh, was Jason Voorhees, statue and everything. <laughs> he was a strange guy. <laughs> he was fucking huge. Well, he was. He was six foot nine and three hundred pounds. Uh, which is funny because by the time he was fifteen, he was already at six foot four. Yeah. So this guy was a massive person. So we're gonna start and we're gonna we're gonna get going with this. This is this is kind of a long one. I got like seven fucking clips, eight clips to play okay. that all pertain to this. Because why have us tell the whole story when we can have Ed tell us? The yeah, whole, I know, a, right? lot, a lot of Man, the story. We could have emailed him. He don't answer. All right, I try. Uh. P.S. He does not like Charles Manson. <laughs> well, because he like and a lot of these interviews will come out. Ed Kemper was a very smart guy. He was not a moron. Um, he had an IQ of 147 or something. That's like extremely high. Yeah, he was, you know, it was a genius status. Mm -hmm. uh, OK, so he was born December 18th, 1948. Right around Christmas. Right around Christmas time. Uh, one thing that really struck me was in his early life. Uh, he, he went through a lot of weird shit growing up and some of it was his problem, but a lot of it had to do with his mother. Yes. Remember last week I was telling you about the mom? Yes. In the one story? Yes. This mom's a piece of shit, yeah. too. Okay. Like, he's the whole reason why he kills people, because he wants to kill her. And we'll get to that by the end of this, this story. So, first, off, I'm going to play this clip right off the bat. It's psycho. <laughs> I'm going to play this clip right, right, right off the bat. You guys can... can My mother was it. a... Uh, some of these are, are, are a little lengthier. Some of them are really short. I think this one's only like 30 seconds. But uh, Edward Kemper uh, had Edmund. a... Edmund. Edmund. I don't know why I keep saying Edward. Um, <laughs> probably because it's a weird name. Edmund's Edmund. not really common anymore. How many people do you hear with that name? Hand me a beer out of I there. I love the name Edmund. With a green top. Green top. A, gr a solid green top. Uh, yeah, so he was, he, you know, he was born, uh, his father left home when he was young and he was raised by his mother for a little while and then with his sisters, with his two sisters, um, he had a very rough, tormented childhood, but even then from an early age, he showed signs of being demented and he was a murdering. troubled child. He was troubled. Yes. I think, I think that's more or less the story, but anyway, all right. I'm going to hit play on this yeah. first clip. Yeah. My mother was a, a sick, angry, hungry, and very sad woman. I hated her, but I wanted to love my mother. And I watched the alcohol increase. I watched her social life drop off. I watched her get bizarre. She had terrible pain from her life, early life, her upbringing, uh, a failed marriage with my father. I'm a constant reminder of that failure. So first thing off the bat is you realize that he has like a hate against his mother. Yes. And the reason why he's got a hate against his mother is because his mother kind of treated him like a piece of shit. She was one of those matriarchal, matriarch, what the fuck, matriarch, why can't I say that word, matriarchal? She was a matriarch? 
Yeah, she, you know, had to be, you know, she was also a big woman. She wasn't Mm -hmm. small. She was like six foot tall and like 250 pounds. So she was a big woman. His dad was like six foot eight or something. So these are a family of big fucking people. (laughs) Um, But we'll we'll get into the killings a little later on because I I find more fascinating the story of the killer, not actually the killings. The killings to me are just like bland. Yeah. I mean, they're Um, kind of not, you know, some of, I don't know. I find more interesting the reasons why he did the killings so and, and all that. at a young age, he started to show signs of being uh, paranoid schizophrenia. Now, but I, he wasn't categorized. That no, yet. he wasn't. They, categorized. they didn't even have a categor- categorization of this at, at that yeah. time. Yeah, and I just have to say this: I'm so sick of all these killers saying that they had mental issues. Most of them do not have mental issues. <laughs> well, like him, he was he had, he had he had mental problems. He needed help. This he needed, guy needed help, help, but. I mean, for like, you know, in every court case you hear, oh, well, they had schizophrenia or they, you know, most people live with mental illness, do not do anything like this. They use it as an escape goat during trial and stuff like that. But that's just, I digress. But, it can, okay. but there's always exceptions there, every rule. So, go on. One of the things that he did too, okay, so his, he killed a total of, let's see, well, 10 he, people. He killed six girls his grandparents and his mother and her friend and her friend which is a a total 10 um but you know at the same time even number at this time too um also he wasn't the big guy the big uh killer in santa cruz there uh there was mcmullen who killed 13 p people and said he did it to stop an earthquake Yes, and actually, he uh, Kemper was actually in the same block with Manson and Min McMull and what's his name Mullen. Mullen, yeah. And he said he did not like either of them. He said they killed for no reason. <laughs> yeah, but what if, in some weird twist of fate, he did stop an earthquake by killing these people that did save our our, our lives, and we just don't know about it because he stopped mm-hmm. the earthquake. I mean, human sacrifices have been going on. For I'm just saying, uh, billions of years. You know. Uh, one of his target, he did target people who look like his mother. His mm-hmm. women he did go after was people who look like his mother. Um, but let's let's go back in time a little bit to uh, his his childhood. He, at a very young age, he used to play games. With, did you hear about the games that he mm-hmm. played? He used to play really dark games where he would pretend to be electrocuted by a prison by the prison people. A big one. A big one was called Gas Chamber Two. Yeah, where he would he would go on the floor and rave and like pretend he was like you know in in like a Nazi gas chamber. Yeah, he just was in a gas chamber. Yeah, I mean, he just those are the games he played it with his sister. His sister would help. And it, it was a weird time too because at this point was when you know his sisters were were his sisters were older than him. Or one was older than him, right? Yeah, one was yeah, older one than was him. Older. And you know, the mother, she was so worried about Edmund uh, molesting his sister that they would, they, she would lock him in the basement. Well, she wouldn't lock him. His room was down in the basement, and he had went away for about a month to see his father at one point. And when he came back, was when the mother decided to move him down the basement. But he would get upset because here he is sitting around at you know TV time, and they're watching TV, and then it's time for bed, and then he's got to go downstairs and go to bed. And they all get to go but up I mean, in their before, bedrooms. But I mean, before that, though, he showed... He, he used to take cats, dismember them, leave well, them he, in his sister's he, closets. He did, well, he did that with two cats. The first cat... <laughs> Put he, them on stakes. The first cat... Yeah, he, well, he did that with all, all, all the people. The first cat that he killed um, was right after he got moved into the basement. And he, he, he gutted the cat. And then he cut its head off and hit buried the cat. And then managed to talk his way out of getting in trouble for this. He like went to his mom and was like, "Oh no, this is what happened." The, what what you end up find out is Kemper is a very 
smooth talker. Like this smooth. guy, smooth. This guy could like he can manipulate. He's very manipulative. He's smart. He's a smart guy. So he's able to he knows how to how to, to figure things out. And this is how he gets away with killing his grandparents. <laughs> I mean, it's just fucking. It's, it's he is a neurotic sociopath. So he he kills the cat, buries the first cat, and then it's buried for about two weeks. Then he goes and digs it back up. And then he hides the cat uh, in his room, the first one in his closet, until it's found, and then he gets in trouble, And but he manages to get away. That The second cat he killed was uh, when he got... This was the cat that, that sent him to his grandparents. Um, basically, he killed that cat, and the father, who wasn't... They weren't, like, divorced at the time. Mm-hmm. Father found it and was like, what the fuck? And, you know, basically sent him to his grandparents to live. One interesting thing about when he was seven years old, going back a little bit though, was that he had a crush on his teacher, mm-hmm. and he would steal his dad's bayonet and go sit at her window and like watch her yeah. at night. And then he would tell his sister. His sister was like, "Oh, you want to kiss your teacher?" And then he would say, "I don't. I, the only, I would only. Kiss the only her way I could kiss dead. her is if I killed her." Yeah. So that was you started I mean, so noticing there's things going on. This was on here. young, like seven. He was seven he was years old. He was showing signs this of this very, very young. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. Something that just came about. <laughs> After he got sent to his uh, grandparents, uh, the mother told the father, uh, you might want to not do that. You might wake up one morning and your parents be dead. So yeah. she did warn him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, he spent some time at, 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 at his father's. And uh, I think I got a clip on it. And ironically, I have a high IQ. I didn't I know that until I was locked up the first time for murder. I always the thought I was time. a little missing up here, a little short. Uh, because I was always called stupid, I was called slow, don't you think when you do things. That was the problem. I wasn't thinking when I did things. I just mm-hmm. did by rote, I did by memory, I did by example. And I had absolutely no faith in myself at all. I had no interaction going on in my own mind. I was not a thinker. I was not an individual. I had a teacher in the ninth grade who changed all that. He made me think. He would not tolerate my not thinking. He was an art teacher. And it was a devastating experience for me because there were gears in my head that were just rusty and they were barely moving or not at all. And that's when I found out that's what the state of my mind's functioning was. I didn't think. To the point of he points at a stapler on his desk and says, what does that say? And I looked at it and I said, silver line. He says, look again. And he's, he's raving at me. And I look and it said swing line. All I had to do was look at it and read it. But I glanced at it and threw it back at him out of panic. So he made me think, and he gave me puzzles to work out in school in my class where I had to resolve these to continue on with the class. I had to think. I had to use abstracts. And after that started, that became fascinating to me, so I got more and more involved in thinking and about my surroundings and things like that. But by then, I was locked up. So this is after he kills his grandparents, which we'll yes. get to in a minute. Uh, do you also know he... he uh, had 150 hitchhikers before he even killed a single person. No, well, I didn't know that. after his grandparents, before he started killing girls, he had over 150 people in his car that he let go. He would just ride around picking up hitch hitchhikers. And so he, would, he knew what he was doing. He just escalated. He would try. He would. He would do things like he would take his hand and he would have chapstick in it, and he would reach over to like, oh, your door's not shut, and he would drop. And touch your, and no, he bow. would drop the chapstick behind the door handle. Just to see if the person went to get out, if they would be able to open it up, it would keep them mm. in the car. So he was doing test runs. This guy was smart. He was very yes. smart. So he was doing things to see if he could, yes. how far Which he could lead. get pushed. Okay, so when he, honestly, he could have been, he, his sister tried to kill him twice when they were young. Once by pushing him in front of a train and then once by trying to drown him. So the whole family is screwed up. 
<laughs> well, it's a very dysfunctional home. <laughs> after his father leaves and, uh, you know, after his father leaves and he just kind of becomes like the black sheep of the family, everybody kind of pushes him away. And I mean, because his sister's turned out okay they didn't seem like they weren't killing and anyone uh the mother was weird as fuck but you know that's to, to be had the next clip i have is going to bring up some more from my point of view what i saw was there was a great hole in my life there was a lot missing from my life and it didn't necessarily mean feelings it meant i had walled off this this emptiness in my life okay i had uh an upbringing that was uh, some have called uh, dysfunctional okay parents divorced when I was young. My mother started drinking heavily. Uh, she was working to raise three kids. We were not being cooperative about it. Um, she drank more. She punished us harder, uh, probably out of desperation. Uh, so s character sets were being developed at that point. Rather than me going to Boy Scouts and getting achievement badges, I was not going to Boy Scouts and not getting achievement badges. I was finding devious ways to get around the rules of the home. Because the whole home life, just I watched it deteriorate from what typical kids on the block were doing. So to me, this is sad. This is like where you start seeing everything fall apart. And this is how this shit happens. You know, you have a somewhat fun, you know, you have a kid that's growing up in something that, that's not normal. And he's seeing all of his friends around him having these normal lives, and, and he just doesn't. And it starts locked to... in the basement with an alcoholic mother who doesn't call Well, he wasn't... He was never locked. Him. He was never locked well, in the basement. Well, I read that she would lock him in there. No, he was he, he was never locked. Uh, he would he would be sent down there to go to bed and stuff, but no, he did, he. I never heard that anywhere. Yeah, I read that he locked... That she locked him. I listened... he was locked down I listened the to the police officer who did the whole report on it, and I never heard that. But, I mean, that's yeah. not... That it didn't happen, but I just... I never heard that. So... I think I have a clip where he talks about being in, in the basement. Uh, maybe it's this, this one. Hold on. I think I have to save that one. I have a bunch of them. This one time I turned around shrieking and she hit me in the mouth and the little keeper on the clasp flew off. A little silver I know I have a clip buckle thing. And she smacked me. This thing breaks off on my mouth. Right? She hits me across the face with this belt and says, shut up. The neighbors are going to think I'm beating you. <laughs> I'm looking at her. What? You know? She built a uh, I'm not supposed to cry out which is He's a natural off. reaction to these great red welts that are she going on me i sure i was a little shit i got rude downstairs she took me upstairs and beat the hell out of me um i would like to think it was a better part of my character that was resisting this kind of pressure to fit into some mold that she had the image of as being the good little kid i'll be damned if i'm going to be that good little kid i'm getting the hell beat out of me for not being that little kid i got re i got uh i don't know what you call it resistant to it but again it's not in manly ways or in prideful ways it was sneaky little devious ways i'd get around that and one of the ways was she won't give me an allowance i'll take money out of her purse i never robbed her took all of it i'd take a dime here a quarter there 15 cents there 50 cents here she comes in drunk at night I she's not going to know how much change she has so to re to rebound on that she started counting her money at all kinds of odd times to keep on top of me and she, it was like a game we played for years at the age of 13, she finally lets me go visit my father, okay, down in L.A., where I was born. I'm in Montana, where she was born. I don't like Montana. It's cold in the winter, it's hot in the summer, it's miserable, and the people up there are nice people, but hey, they're not my people. That's what I'm saying now. I wasn't viewing or voicing those things then. I was feeling them, but I didn't know how to put them into words. So I finally get to come down and see my dad again, down in L.A., all right, one month. 
I never touched her purse again. That scared her. That really bothered her because she had never, she'd beat me halfway senseless with that belt, trying to impress, and, and terror tactics. Okay, we're gonna eat dinner and I'm gonna beat your ass afterwards, you know, so I could think about it for a half hour. Or after some little thing she's doing. And she tried psychological tactics. She tried, uh, I'm gonna put you in an orphanage, I'm gonna disavow you, and none of that shit worked. So I go see my dad for 30 days. And my stepbrother and I, we go out and mow lawns. We say, gee, Dad, co- you know, you're going out to dinner tonight. Can we go someplace and eat? And he says, sure. He gives us a few dollars. We go down to some little diner down the street. He treated us like little men, like he wanted to be treated by his. He came from a matriarchal household, too. I guess if you know how that stuff runs in families, right? Matriarchal household, the son goes out and finds a mother image and marries her. I didn't know all this stuff back then. It would have made a lot more sense. Right, But I got this domineering grandmother on my father's side. I got this uh, domineering grandmother on my mother's side who died before I was born. But now she's reincarnated in my mother and her sister, my aunt. They're two very domineering, very aggressive, very successful women. All right, so I'm in the middle of that trying to find my, my way. And I go stay with my dad. And he, I, I can only say he reflected back on his childhood and said, gee, I wish I'd been treated this way. So that's how he treated me and my stepbrother. And we responded to that. We'd go, if we needed spending money, we would go out and we'd do tasks around the neighborhood, clean yards, rake this, mow that, water the flowers, and make a few dollars, and we'd have some fun. Okay, and then um, sometimes he'd ask us to do something. We'd do it because he was always fair with us and kind and he was generous with us. So 30 30 days of doing this opened up whole new feelings in me that I'd never had before. And I wish I'd had more experience with my father growing up. So the part that gets me there is like, he sees where he went wrong, but Mm -hmm. is he manipulating us, the public right now, is he saying this? I don't know. But he he does bring up some good things like, you know, like Pe- his mother wouldn't even like people hug need- him because she was like, like, oh, I'm going to turn you gay. Like, so she wanted to treat him like people need attention and, you know, they need to feel loved. And, and he, be- he was not getting this at all from a- anywhere in his in his, you know, in his youth. And that, that leads to a lot. It breaks people down. Um, Let's play this one, because I think this is the one where it takes us into our next. Uh, we lived in a house where there was a basement. It was a walk-in basement, but it was a, in Montana. It was a full basement. It had granite walls, uh, hewn wood floorboards, and it looked like some old dungeon out of a castle or something. I was eight years old, seven and a half, eight years old, and then I was very susceptible. My imagination was very livid. And there was an old furnace in the basement that had been converted from uh, burning coal to burning and coal and wood to burning gas. And that was, it had a central heating system with uh, uh, your typical radiators. And if you've ever lived in a home like that, you know, you the binging, the clang, the pop, the, the rattles, the weird sounds in the night that can be spooky to a kid. Well, at a certain time of the evening, the family left the center room, the, the living room of the house. My mother and my sisters, or my sisters themselves, would go up to bed upstairs, where I used to go to bed, upstairs. I had to go down to the basement. And an eight-year-old child had a tough time differentiating the reason in that. Why am I going to the basement? I'm going to hell, they're going to heaven. Uh, Earth is the living room. I'm going down to deal with demons and monsters and ghosts and all the things that scare me. They don't have to. 
there's a house with three women and one male, one boy, me. And uh, I got a little defensive. I'm saying, gee, this is kind of ganging up. My older sister had had a basement bedroom, okay? And it was a storage room that was uh, about 18 feet wide and 35 feet long, okay? And it was a concrete room, no windows. And it had a light bulb over a big industrial iron sink, you know, like a laundry sink, and had a pull string on the light. The bed was in the opposite corner of the room. It was a double bed, you know, a single bed. And uh, I had a dresser halfway. I had a couple of carpets thrown on the floor, old carpets, and there's a lot of storage stuff along the wall. And uh, I was there about six months in that room. And I developed some very, very uh, particular and articulate um, rituals that I felt I had to go through to protect myself. I was like, again, it's embarrassing. I was a youngster. And if you can imagine me going down a staircase of rough hewn wood, there's no guardrail. So one step wrong and you're off into this black pit. I turn on the light, it's a little circular light switch. And a single naked bulb goes on down at the bottom of these stairs, okay? So I turn that light on, I open the door, I close the door because my mother complains of the cold coming in from the basement. I go down the stairs, I get to the bottom, I do a 180 degree turn, and I walk the full length of the house on this floor with these pipes rolling and wheezing and banging over my head. It's pitch black ahead of me, and the only light is behind me hanging down from the ceiling. I'm now cut off from the house, cut off from them. I walk this full length into the darkness from this gradients of light into complete darkness, groping around in the dark. I, I do about a 45 degree angle when I get to the end. And I pull the string and it lights up this end. And then I'm supposed to walk all the way back to the other end, turn that light off, and now walk toward the light from the dark. And I've got this horrible terror going on inside of me. And this is every night, this is every day because it's pitch black down there, no windows. Um, she didn't intend all of this. And when I sniveled about it, when I complained and I cried about it, I got smacked in the head. You know, what's the matter with you? Quit being such a wimp. And she, you know, she was trying to solve a problem. She had uh, not enough room upstairs to where I didn't have to share a bedroom with a sister. I'm eight years old. I need to go to the basement. So you can see there, like, you know, she basically exiles him to the basement. And, you know, I... As I'm listening to this, all I can think to myself is this woman totally ruined this kid's childhood. It She totally Definitely. warped his mind to the point where, you know, he gets so twisted up in his head. He don't know what the fuck's right and what's wrong. Yeah. I mean, he's getting contradictions from everywhere. I mean, I mean, not that he's a great person, uh, but, you know, there's all the signs that say, like, you're fucking this kid up mentally and emotionally are there yeah. at this point. And it goes into it later because we find out late, late, later like so much fucking weird shit that happens. I got three clips to play. I'm not sure what this, the next one is. Uh, we can play it or we can talk. What do you want to do? Uh, let's talk a little bit. Right. So after he got sent to his grandparents' house, because I feel like this is really important to the story. On August 27th, 1964, he shot his grandmom with a 22 rifle while... And then they said that she had been stabbed post-mortemly. So he then shot his grandfather in the driveway while he was coming home with groceries and said he just, he wanted to... 
He didn't want his grandfather to see his that his wife is dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is, which is a twisted thing. I just think that's an like, excuse. That's what just, the hell? That's like, yeah, like that's some crazy shit right there. That's an excuse. Uh, the the uh, what's really crazy is, did you hear what the grandmother was doing while he shot her? She she wrote children's books. Yeah, she was. She had just finished up writing mm-hmm. a children's book when. Uh, but she was also. Her really demeaning and she was but she was scared of him too she would carry a 45 around everywhere she mm-hmm. went because of edmund like he she was worried about this kid you know this kid was out shooting squirrels and rabbits and anything he could find they lived on a farm so guns were everywhere it ain't like you know the guns you know you live on a farm you're gonna have ranch rifles and yeah, things like that. that so he had easy access to a gun uh he did shoot her with a 22 caliber rifle. i don't know if he said that yeah, or not I did. but um which is interesting because most of his killings come were yeah with twenty two caliber, 22. but not a rifle. Most of them with a handgun. But yeah. this this did not stop him from having many guns later in his yes. life. So after he, he killed his grandparents, he was actually sent away to jail. Basically, it was like um, a, me- a mental hospital. Yeah, he, that's where they said you know he was showing signs of paranoid schizophrenia and all this. Uh, he was sentenced to the. Adesodorio? Whatever. A state hospital for the criminally insane juveniles. And it was there that he learned that his IQ was through the roof. It was 136 by the time he got there. Uh, he later, by the time he was arrested again, his IQ scored even higher. But you got to remember, this is a kid at, how old was he at this point? Uh, he was in his teens, 15, yeah, I, like 15, I think. And he has an IQ of 136, which yes. is fucking insanely great. Um, so one thing he was able to do was... He was a talker, and he was able to mm-hmm. talk to a lot I mean, of these. You can see this in the, these interviews. This is where you know, mm-hmm. in this hospital, this is where he starts to, you know, develop these manipulative mm-hmm. patterns and build on them. Yeah, so he 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 goes in there, and you know, um, by the end of it, he gets he gets deemed as as having a personality trait disturbance, passive aggressive type. Mm-hmm. But while he's in there. He's able to. He was able to get access to all the files of everybody that was there at the mental hospital at the time because he had made friends with people that worked there because people liked him, mm-hmm. and he was able to see what they were saying about everyone. And, and he was he able would, to put together like a, a portfolio on. Okay, this guy is, ne- is never going to leave because he keeps saying this, and this guy is going to. You know, this girl's always. You know, she got out last week because she was able to prove this. So she. He, he was able to take those documents that he was able to, to, to get out of there and he was able to manipulate them into his wording when they would do the test yeah, on him would, and stuff like that. He would like also that. give the like a psychiatric test to other prisoners and then it, it was there that he would learn, okay, well, he raped these women but let them go. So mm-hmm. that means then you rape, you kill. Like, stuff like that. And he just put two and two together. One thing about Edmund, too, that I think people got to understand, too, is this guy was, like, he watched a lot of TV, and he even says, and I don't think I have this clip, but he says in one of the clip, in one of the interviews that I was listening to that um, he was able to use, he had friends, too. He would go to this place after this, he would go to this place called the jury room, mm-hmm. and he would hang out with all these cops and, and DAs and stuff like that, and people around town knew him, and they liked him, and he would go there and have drinks with these guys and he would talk to them and the fucking cops were like you know, this is during the murders and I'm jumping ahead but we'll go back we're, while he was in the jury room they'd be like yeah we're looking for this killer he's doing this that and that we're setting up traps here there and there and he would know so he was using his head from start yes. to finish from the moment well, he started lot, having yeah. these he thoughts he wanted to become a cop so that's when he started he did. to well, he, befriend everybody he didn't, in the, the he didn't just department. want to be a cop because he could have been a cop what he wanted to be was a chip officer the guys that ride around the motorcycles <laughs> 
but he was deemed too tall for yeah, that. Yeah, he's too tall. So then, you know, that being said, you know, he could have went into the military or went and been a regular cop. He didn't want to. He went out and bought two motorcycles, crashed them both, and ends up buying the Ford that he ends up using later on in the killings. Yes. So on his 21st birthday, uh, he was released on parole against the recommendations of the psychiatrist at the hospital. So, murdered two people, couple years in jail gone it's not even jail it was just a psychiatric yeah. and ward. then in 1972 his juvenile record was permanently expunged well he, he, here's the thing that wasn't permanently expunged they redacted it because late later on they end up going to him at one point because okay so you've seen redacted files right they got yeah. like the, the black thing through so uh, back then they couldn't just go into a keyboard and erase it out so they would just mark her over what it is so theoretically his his record is expunged, but later on we'll find out some stories with that. There's more to that story later, a little bit later on. Ready for the next clip? Yes. I think we're at the point where we need to play this. And we had this big old overstuffed chair up in my room, and we'd, we'd uh, it was oh, not just my sister and I. It was my sister and I and a friend, close friend. We got into all these games. We got into one game where we'd roll up in a rug. And a person who would try to get out of it is just like a large throw run. And it was, uh, I guess, what fascinated us individually about it is it was a completely... Uh, it broke up the monotony, I guess, of what we were doing. Didn't have a lot of toys to play with. Uh, we got bored with those pretty quickly. So we looked for things to do. You roll up in the rug and, and you try to get out and the other two would leave the room and we see who could get out fastest. You know, you try to work your way out sideways or scoot out the end of it or whatever. And uh, we went from that to being tied in this overstuffed chair. So you can see the, he was a weird fucker. Yes. I got one more clip to play and then we'll jump into what starts to happen a little late, later on. And once we get into that, we'll... There are periods and when kids go through very violent development into... I mean, potentially violent. They break things, they steal things, they lie. They go through these changes. Yet I've had these people, uh, one or two doctors in particular who I won't go into, who very casually just slapped all these assignations on her and said, well, of course, if you run into a kid that's doing this kind of thing, you've got a developing serial killer, you better put him in treatment real quick and save his life, right? To a point I agree with them, that someone who's acting out and has a dysfunctional childhood or has just gone through a dysfunctional childhood and hasn't gotten violent yet, or is heading toward that direction. Passive-aggressive. Violence was the last thing I exhibited, and then it was murderous violence. Okay? So, sure, there's a lot of value in getting youngsters like that help to where they can find themselves, and they can find value in themselves, and they can find value in interacting with others, and they go in a different direction than than what I did. But to just sit there and casually lay these, it, it's, uh, I guess that bothers my ego. I don't know. that uh, These people have not worked with me year after year. Uh, the, the psychiatrists and psychologists I deal with are in a prison setting. They're there eight hours a day. They have to deal with me every day. If I am their patient and I screw up, they, are, they can kiss their job and goodbye. I mean, they're going to be a lot of hell, a hell on them for not seeing this in advance and saying, oh, we should lock him up. He might That's be violent. Right, and any any psych out there, any professional out there is going to tell you, I think, that um, if they are going into my mind, into my past, into my feelings, 
that there's a potential there for acting out or getting uncontrolled or being violent because they're stripping away the veneer of my civilization, they're stripping away the veneer of the, the protections of myself. And there's a lot of things that can come jumping out of there. And then to walk out of that therapy session into this kind of a setting, prison, where it's very violent, it's very uh, aggressive, it, it's, a, it's a distilled kind of uh, medium that uh, you might encounter on a street corner somewhere, the street corner thug, or the street corner punk, or the alleyway where someone is going to take terrible advantage of you or put you in a terrible situation that you may have to be violent to get out of. That's this main line. I mean, that, that's where all these guys go. And I'm going to walk out of a therapy session where this man has been peeling my mind, so to speak, and getting into my psyche and my soul and finding out what makes me tick or trying to help put me back together or help try to put me together for the first time. And then I'm going to walk out of that into this medium. That's not very uh, conducive to good health. I'm aware of that going into the situation. So I'm twice as leery as the doctor is. But unfortunately, he's got all of these mindsets and these theories and these books he's read and that he's trained under. And I guess what has happened in my life kind of jumps out of the book a few chapters ahead. And the way I've experienced it, the psychs don't want to go that far. They don't want to come out there and work the pages back into the book so that I fit in there too. Or my kind of cr criminal fits into there too. They kind of just stand on the edge of the book and they put on their feathers and they put on their paint and they get their rattles and they hop around and they go into the witch doctor routine. And that I resent and unfortunately so do they. When they have to put on their rattles and put their crosses up and say, ah, he's evil, get him away from us. He'll take advantage of us and he'll, he'll rape, pillage and burn, right? So guess what? That's where I'm on the cutting edge of humanity. He's on the cutting edge of humanity. All right, so at that point, I'm surprised we, he hasn't started a cult in prison. <laughs> no, this guy knows he fucked up, uh, and that's the thing too. He talks about it all the time. You know, um, he he knows he did horrible things, and he says it many times. You know, I did these horrible things. These people had to endure these horrible things. So, like, he knows he he, he fucked up, and and later on in in a little bit here, we'll get to a point where when he realizes it's time for his mother to die. That uh, he was done, uh, mm -hmm. and we'll get to that. So we're gonna run through a list of the people he killed, and kind of a quick overview on uh, them. Do you want to do the first one? Or you want me to do the first one? So, at this point, he started to work for the California Highway Department of Transportation. So he was around. He knew the trails. He knew all the locations, everything like that. He would pick up hitchhikers, shoot, stab, strangle, and then take them back to his home and have sex with their corpses, dissect, dismember, and perform. Sexual acts on their severed heads. So his his mother worked at the uh, University of California. And one thing that he was able to do is he had an all-access pass to get into everywhere on, on, on the campus. So before he, like, he started picking up, like I was saying earlier, the 150 hitchhikers, mm -hmm. he would take that pass and he would go and he would start picking up hitchhikers and people would see, you know, the all access pass and because he would pick his mother up every day from work. So he had the Ford Galaxy that I said he, he bought um, from wrecking his motorcycles. Because so, at 25, he was also engaged to a 16 year old. I never, I never heard that at all. Yeah, he was engaged to a 16 year old and then. At 25, he was in prison now. So it was must it have happened. 25? No, 27. I don't know. He was engaged to a 16-year-old, so when he crashed the one bike, he he was actually engaged. It was weird. Mm, I, mean, I never heard that at all. But it doesn't matter. Uh, because his mother would talk about him all the time, not being able to have relationships with yeah. women and stuff. So I don't... I That's what I was saying. I, I, no, I never heard that. <laughs> 
See if you can find something on it. Um, so the first murder he, he the first two murders he comes in contact with after his grandparents are Mary Ann Pesci and Anita Lucessa. Uh, this was on May seventh, nineteen seventy two. Uh, he picked the two girls up. And he basically was riding around. He had already practiced all these different things that, you know, different ways that he could do it. He did have a gun with him. He handcuffs the one girl, took the girl out to the back of the car, uh, basically beats her to death, mm-hmm. pretty much stabs her uh, with a pawn shop knife that he bought. He called the general. And he uh, threw her in the trunk. And then he goes back to the car, goes into the car, but then realizes that he thought he locked the keys in the car with the girl in the car. And in his mind, he's saying, I fucked up. I fucked up. So he starts walking away from the car. This is where like the mindset of the genius and the, you know, the battling in his mind comes into play. He realizes at one point he just needs to stop, slow down, think, looks through his pockets, finds a gun, finds the keys in his back pocket, which he says he never put the keys in, in his back pocket. It was just one of those things. Um, so then he goes back into the car, proceeds to kill the next girl. First, he tells the girl, everything's okay. I didn't mean to kill her, but she's dead. He goes to stab her with this knife, and the knife doesn't pierce her overalls. It actually throws her up into the roof of the car. That's when he's able to take her, and he take he finally does kill her, and then he uh, dismembers them and takes the head back and has oral sex with the heads and the bodies. Or not oral sex with the bodies. Oral sex with the heads and then sex with the bodies. Yes. That was a weird one. That was the first two. The, now, the on September 14th, 1972. Now, why he... And this is weird. So as he said he was handcuffing um, Mary Ann, he accidentally touched her her boob. Like he was like, you know, just brushed her boob by accident. He was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like he felt embarrassed for just touching her boob. But yet he was moments socially, later killed them and then had sex with their corpses. He was socially awkward. Uh, he died a, a virgin, never having sex with anything but a dead body. Uh, so that sucks for him. Uh, September 14th, 1972, Kemper picked up a 15-year-old Korean dance student, Akita Koo. Um, she was a hitchhiker. He picked her up and basically, you know, held her at gunpoint and proceeded to choke her till she was unconscious, rape her, and then, uh, finished killing her, packed her body in the trunk of the car, had a few drinks at a nearby bar, the jury room, then exiting the bar, he opened the trunk, admiring his catch like a fisherman, returned to his apartment, back to his apartment, had sex with the corpse before dismembering and disposal of her remains similar manner to the previous two Vic victims. That's fucked up. Remember, these are all girls from the campus. The nurse, Cindy Shaw, January 7th, 1973. Uh, Kemper had moved back in with his, with his mother at the at this point because he did leave for a little while. So as he when he goes to leave, this is when he had already killed a few girls. This is when I was saying about the redaction thing. Yeah. They're noticing at the jury room, all these cops are getting together, and they're like, man, that's weird. And they're, they start looking at all these different things of people in the area, and they notice on Kemper's file that they can read something but they couldn't really read what it was so then they they realized kemper has a gun he we've seen him with a gun but back then people had guns but they didn't know that he was not allowed to have that gun so what they did was they were able to take the record back to the police office find out found out he had killed his grandparents and that he had illegal guns they go back to and kemper this time whole time thought his record was gone but what he didn't know is all they did was fucking cross it out with a marker the cops go back to his house, and at this point, Kemper's thinking he's popped, right? You got these cops showing up to, to to the door. They're asking about a gun. He doesn't know which gun. If it's the gun that's involved in the murder, then he's fucked. There's actually body parts to girls inside this house. Uh, the cops are in there. The one cop actually looks through a duffel bag, finds the dance girl's fucking ID in there, mm-hmm. and doesn't do anything. And they... Kemper plays smart, find, trying to find out what gun they're looking for. Turns out it's not the 22, it's the 45. 
so they end up taking that gun away from him. They don't do anything with the twenty-two, and they move on with your life. Still have no suspicion that Kemper is doing these killings. Yeah. The only reason why they went there was because they found out through his records that he killed his grandparents. Uh, but they didn't still didn't tie him to. That's just some weird shit. All right. January 7, 1973, Kemper, uh, he had moved back in with his mother at this point and uh, was on the campus again, picked up Cynthia Ann Shaw. Shaw. Uh, he drove past the wooded area, uh, shot her with, fatally shot her with a 22, the same 22 he he's been using. He then placed her body in the trunk, drove to his mother's house uh, while keeping hidden. Um, keeping the body hidden, had sex with the corpse, removed it. Now, one thing that... Uh, uh, he Kemper learned a lot from being at the jury room is don't leave no evidence. First thing he did was remove every bullet from every yep. fucking corpse. He never once left left a bullet into the corpse. He was actually getting uh like braggy with the point that he was getting away with all these killings, and he would even talk to these girls. And the girls would be like, "Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know who's doing it, who's doing it, who's doing it." And little did they know, they're sitting in a fucking car with the guy. But this little ten cent sticker that had an A on it, everybody trusted him. So yeah, because when he was twenty five, uh. He began dating a 16-year-old uh, Trillick High School student. They never gave her a name or anything like that, but that's the year, the same year that he crashed and then got the money from his bad injury to buy the Galaxy. We never hear anything mm. about the fiancé later, but yeah, yeah he was like 25 with a 16-year-old. Yeah, I never heard that at all. Um, he says he died a virgin, too, so I don't know. Uh, or virgin of women, <laughs> not of dead bodies. <laughs> Roseland Thorpe and Allison Liu, February 5th, 1973. Um, after a heated argument with his mother, Kemper then left the house in search of possible victims. Uh, this was the mother, the argument with the, mo- the mother and oh, the wait. sister. You were on Cindy Shaw, right? I already did her, yeah. Oh, wait. He said one important thing, though. Uh, he had kept her head for several days and everything like that and dismembered her and then ended up burying her in the garden outside of his mom's uh, bedroom because he said uh, his mom always wanted people to look up to her. <laughs> yeah. This, this guy had some weird issues, but I totally think this all could have been avoided. Um, at this point, yeah, a lot of body parts are being found. Rosalind Thorpe and Allison Liu, uh, well, yeah, he was dumping them off all over the place, but never once did he leave anything that tied him back. In fact, if he doesn't kill his mother and then turn turns himself in, he probably would have gotten away with a and lot And then when he tries it. to turn himself in, it's funny. Like, it's just like, seriously, yeah. like, what the fuck? Well, yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, so, yeah, he decides he's going to kill some hitchhikers, and he finds Rosalind Thorpe and Allison Liu, uh, gets them, fairly shoots both of them, wraps their bodies up, uh, and then takes them to his mother's house. Now, the weird thing about this was he beheaded them in the fucking front yard. All the neighbors or the mother had to do was look outside, and he would have been popped. Mm-hmm. He cut their fucking heads off in the front yard. And then puts her head in a duffel bag and then walks inside like it's normal. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Man. Uh, but he did remove the bullets before he had oral sex with the heads. Yeah, it's weird. Um, so then uh, the next person we get is uh, Clarnell uh, Strasburg and Sally Howe. These are the last two before he gets in, in, in into that's his, his mother. Clarness Strasburg. Clarnell. Okay, yeah, 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 that's his mom. That's his mom and them. So yeah, so we're at the point now where we're at at, at his mom, and I'm going to let him tell the story on his mom's death because why not hear it from yeah, him? Why not? Uh, because I actually found it kind of sad. A lot of it is sad. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, in a way. <laughs> I mean, the mother. I feel like the mother was... says she hasn't had sex in seven years because of him. I feel like he was so 
looking for attention that he was trying to get caught and it just wasn't working. Like everything was working in his favor and he wasn't getting that attention. <laughs> well, I don't necessarily, I don't think he wanted to be caught. I just think he wanted, he thought if he killed one person, he would get past, you know, the aggression of killing his mother. Cause ultimately that was his goal. He wanted to kill his mother, but he didn't think he was be able to get away with that. So he started killing all, all these women that looked like her in the, but he later the, the said part. That he wanted the infamy. I think after he was in jail is Probably, when he yeah, wanted he's, the infamy. He wanted While he's doing it, he did not want that shit. Um, and in fact, he talks about it all the time. He didn't want to get caught for the long... He didn't want to get caught until after he killed his mother. All right, so Ed Kemper. Mother. I didn't copy that because it was already on YouTube. Here you go. Please don't be a fucking liar. I'll cut That's your head off. Decided I'm going to, that's what I decided. I'm going to murder my mother. I knew a week before she died, I was going to kill her. And she went out to a party. She got soused. She came home, went to sleep. I was woken up by that. I got, came out. I walked up to her bed. She's laying there reading a paperback. As many thousands of nights before. And she said, Oh, I suppose you're going to want to sit up all night and talk now. Shit. Doesn't hurt. I said, no. I said, good night. <laughs> and I knew I was going to kill her. You know? And I'm so cold. It's so hard. And that's the first time in 10 years I've looked at it that way. I mean, that intensely. That honestly. It hurts. Because I'm not a lizard. I'm not from under a rock. I came out of her vagina. See? I came out of my mother. And in a rage, I went right back in. For seven years, she said, I haven't had sex with a man because of you. My murderous son is one of our arguments. And I cut off her head. And, I'm, and I humiliated her corpse. So there, you know, a six young woman dead because of the way she raises her son and the way her son is raised, the way he grows up. And what's her closing words? I suppose you want to sit up all night and talk. God, I, I wish I had. Hmm? Your grandmother and her daughter-in-law, your mother, Two women, very important in your life, and you killed them both. Could you say what they were like that led them to the same fate? Same thing that kept them from ever being friends. They were both aggressive, um, matriarchal women. They'd been the daughters of strong matriarchal women. I still loved my mother, and it's hard for somebody to comprehend that you murder your mother through love. It isn't a rational process. It's a very painful process. It isn't rational. And I've got to still live with that. Why did you wind up giving yourself up? It had to stop. It had to stop. Uh, once my mother was dead, there's almost a cathartic process at that point. I got physically ill right then when she died, when I murdered her. And once she was dead, there was no way I could back out. I backed down from giving up a thousand times. You know, I just used to get drunk and go sit out in front of the sheriff's department in a parking lot across the street on one of those old concrete parking berms. And I just sit there and say, no, I still can't. 
the clanging doors. I can still hear them. No, because it'll never open again. You know, so I, I, I uh, rationalized that to give up would be insane. To give up would be crazy. I'd be giving away my freedom, and I don't need to. But I look back on that and wish I had earlier when I was saying those things to myself. The people who were later dead wouldn't be. The regret that came later would have not had to be. Those people, not things, those people would still be with their families, with their loved ones. They would have their own families. If I had had the courage to make that decision, instead of painting myself into the corner. Where might you be if you'd never given in to the impulse to murder? Where might I be? If my parole had been successful, uh, I believe I'd be married and have children. I'd be heading toward my first grandchildren. <laughs> you guys got a sick way of thinking of shit. Um, so yeah, so he decides he's going to kill his mother. He goes in and he does exactly what he says there, but there was some more that went on. So he cuts his mother's throat out. Did you hear this part? Yes. It took her to larynx and stuff and put it down the garbage disposal. Hit the on button and it shot back up at him. And he said, even from the grave, she's still bitching. (laughs) (laughs) He definitely didn't want his mother around. Yeah, not Uh, at all. So he kills his mother and then he jumps in the car and he leaves and says, uh, there's going to be a manhunt. They're going to come after me. And he's on, uh, bunch of speed they're called trucker speed back then and he's on that he's running away and then he decides there's no fucking manhunt there's no nothing there's nothing they had nothing to pin it on him. and in fact what he realized it was quick, so quiet like no one well, even what he realized quick was nobody gave a shit that this 60 year old woman who worked at a college didn't show up for work for a week that's i mean that's what it all boiled down to is nobody gave a shit and he ends up you know driving around thinking they're looking for him he's listening to radio stations and there's nothing so that's when he decides he's going to call into the police officer or the police office and turn himself in. Well, after he murdered his, his his mom, he actually went out and murdered her best friend. Because he thought she was going to be the one to find her, yeah. basically. So he kills her. Still, nobody gave a shit about her. <laughs> nope. Nobody cared. He's out there. Like He finally just said, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm tired. Well, I think <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I think once he realized nobody cared, and then he's like sitting there, like, "Well, what do I do now?" He um he decides that he's going to uh you know uh, turn himself in. Now the fucked up part is all the police in that area knew who he was mm-hmm. because he frequented down at the jury room and he would hang out with all these cops. So he called the police station several times. Yeah, he, to first turn time himself he called in. it called the nine one one. They didn't believe him. No, they said, even told him to call back. Yeah, they said, call back later. Yeah, <laughs> then they, they were like, okay, Ed. So then he called back and asked for a police officer in particular. He started naming a bunch of different police officers, and after a while of hanging up on him, they finally got one to listen, and he turns himself in. Yes. And that was on... Well, the trial was held... And, okay, so May 7th, 1973 was, was when he's, he's indicted on eight counts of first-degree murder. Um, and in fact, the guy who killed Mullen, who killed 13, was only indicted on like two counts. So even yeah. Kemper was like, you're a bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he, he did not like them at all. He's like, I killed my mother and fucked her face. And he tra- he had to actually commit suicide twice in jail. Twice he did. And he, uh, one way he did was when he, the day that he was uh, indicted, uh, he goes back, you know, where they have to sign some pay papers and then they take him off to the jail. Uh, he smuggled a pen, uh, a, a pen into his jail cell and managed to sharpen it and tried slicing his wrist to a failed attempt. That was the first time he tried killing himself. 
guy's freakishly tall too. Yeah. Yes, he is. That's why I said he's like Jason Voorhees, like killing hit like he's you know people ridiculous. in the woods. And then, um, during his trial, uh, they actually said he was legally sane. He was not crazy, which I agree with. He's not crazy. He he knew what he wanted. He went. You know. So now the test that when you go in and you say, I want to plead insanity, is all based on Edmund Kemper's mm-hmm. uh, testimonies and stuff. And in fact, he worked with a lot of psychiatrists after he was in prison to come up with the legal, legally yes. insane he plea. He said he wanted to... He is the reason why there's a legally insane yeah, the insanity He wanted plea. to be able to... He said the main reason why he did all the interviews and stuff like that was he wanted to help people and be like, look, you don't have to do this mm-hmm. type of thing. Now, is that true? Maybe, or maybe he just wanted to be famous. Who knows? But but he is the standard for what yes. sanity is. And they to even the gave him truth serum. They tried. Yeah, they did. And they, that's where they found out that he said that he ate some of the the, the victims. Now he did. We don't know if that's one thing about Kemper is his story does change throughout a lot of this. So I don't know, like not a lot, but little bits and pieces. You get it? Because <laughs> he because he ate them. Uh, but there is rumors that he took some of like leg fat and stuff and cooked it in like meatloaf and stuff like that. I don't know. There's no evidence. I've never heard him physically say I yeah. ate someone. When in fact he doesn't even say that he had sex with these heads and stuff. He, he just says humiliated. I humiliated them, which is basically the same thing. So. He actually requested death by torture. Well, they asked him. the The judge said, uh, "How he do was, you?" He was he was found sane and guilty. Yeah, so he's indicted on eight counts, and the 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 the, uh, the, judge. the judge says, "You know, how do you? What do you want your punishment to be?" And he says, "Well, if I was you, I would torture me, meet me to death." But at the time, the death penalty was not in uh, existence at that time there, and uh, he got sentenced to was it three counts of life. To run so, concurrent? I thought it was eight. Mm. With seven years to life concurrent, I think. Uh, let me figure that out while you talk. So, like we said, he didn't like, you know, all the all the other infamous. He was on the same cell block. Could you imagine the conversations on this cell block? Between three awesome. murderers? Mm-hmm. Like, what? Like, dude, one's like, no, I did that better. And Charles Manson didn't even really murder anybody. So, uh, what? No, like, he was a pussy. Yeah, I mean, like, what the fuck? So, again, he's a model prisoner. He makes schedules for the for the the people at the at this prison that you know he helps them out. He does odd jobs around the prison. Uh, the guards love him. He's you know as you can see, even listening to him, he's very like personable. Oh, he's a talker. Yeah, and. It's just which I got. I got a big thing to throw out here that I think is going to shock people about him. Okay. I, I don't even know if you know. I don't, you haven't said so anything. So he, like we said, he wanted to save people. Um, and he is actually uninterested in leaving jail. No, he was eligible for parole, and <laughs> he did originally initially, and he said his parole was mm-hmm. denied in 2007. Um, and in 2012, he was uh, eligible for parole, and he told the parole board he was not fit to, to return to society, and yeah. they deemed and then his parole. parole meeting in 2017. He he's said, yeah, he's he still alive. Him. He's still alive. He's still in prison. Mm-hmm. Um. He's still out there and he's still kicking. He hasn't done interviews like in a long time, but he's definitely still out there. Yeah. American Psycho, that character Patrick Bateman uh, played. Um, American Psycho. Yeah, with uh, Christian Bale. Oh, I think, yeah, I think that's, okay. the char- that's the character. Okay, yeah, I was. I was... You know, quotes of uh, some Ed, Ed Kemper uh, quotes and Gein quote quotes. So he yeah. does both. Now, what I found more interesting of a lot of this, do you know what Kemper has done? Uh, while he's been in jail? 
Do you know what 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 he does? Chances are you've listened to an audiobook at some point. He is the most he has over like 250 titles in his name for where he goes in and reads the fucking audiobooks for initially back then it wasn't for like audible.com it was just books on tape for yeah. deaf people or blind people so they can well, read. He has a very distinctive he does. voice so I could totally so see there's, that. Able, there's like over 200 different things. Uh, he wrote children's books. Um, this guy has been doing shit. And, but yeah, I found it fascinating that in like the 80s, he was the most sought after voiceover guy in California. <laughs> I mean, you listen to his interviews, you can tell he speaks clearly. He's he speaks, you know, it's like, you know, people are all like, sir, like Siri and all that. You know, this guy, you can understand what he's saying. And he's it's, a talker. Just, it's, and he has that tone of voice that's just kind of. He's a big guy, mm. big deep, you know, commanding voice. Um, but yeah, so he did. He did that. He um, I thought I had something written on that. But yeah, uh, he does have a bad temper. He did. I mean, he's look. He's tried shit. He's tried uh, hurting guards. He's tried shit. Um, but it just, you know, that's. I think that's just part of the life. You take a guy who's killing people and then you put him in prison and he doesn't have that access. Uh, something's off there. So yeah, so yeah, I just thought it was amazing that this guy writes fucking children's books and does fucking audio books. I think it's fascinating that he's he tried to get caught so many times. <laughs> I never heard him trying to get caught at all, and he even said that he said he went and sat in front of the prison and said, "I don't want to do this. I'm going to lose my freedom." No, but after he did that, like the calling the cops. Oh, and after he it, killed yeah, his like, mother, you know I mean? he tried like, to turn himself. Like, in, he tried yeah. to turn himself in. I mean, he but, even tried to get help. But nobody took him but for real took, because. Yeah. Because of, of the fact that he was, you know, goofy he was a ass. very likable guy. Goofy ass Ed up, up the street that hangs out at the police station and bothers cops all, all the time. So, yeah, he was a weird motherfucker. But a lot of good things came out of this case, too. I mean. I think, well, he brought awareness to an issue that needed to be brought at that time because we were just taking these criminals and locking them up. You, do you know what prison he's in now? Mm. I shot a man in. Well, Maria, but Folsom. He's in Folsom? Folsom. Yeah, he's in Folsom. Uh, where he's been there for a while. So yeah, he's still out there. He's kicking. He's doing his thing. Uh, he, he de- denied his parole. So he's yeah. going to, he's going to die in prison. Uh, but you know, this, this is a guy that admits he's his wrongs. In prison. This is a guy that, that, uh, uh, admits his wrongs. And after killing his mother, he was, I think he was he really was done. done. I think that that story had been told at that point for him. And he really was done. That was like the root of, yeah, and he Everything. said he had said in uh, so later on this week, what I'm going to do is there's an hour and a half interview that I watched of him. I'll put that up on, on, on our feed. It's this one here, hour and twenty minute minutes from the ninety one uh, interview. So if people want to listen to, that, I'll I'll put that up on our feed. Be, people can listen to the whole thing. But yeah, so Ed Kemper, uh, I think he's totally created by his delusional, sick fucking mother, and Definitely. there's there's something there that made him lose himself. See, but he was five. But I, I, but I think that's the problem too. Is you're talking when he was five. This was in the fifties. He, uh, I know it sucks. Stuff the time. wasn't there. I mean, stuff, stuff wasn't, wasn't there, out there. But, you know, I, I just want to reiterate. Like, just because you have mental illness doesn't mean you're gonna go out there and do all this stuff. No, but it mean it could mean that the, the trade is there. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Uh, but you know, hey, this is a guy. I feel like if 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 he was reached at a young enough age, he would have been able to have get some help. Maybe not. I don't know. I just feel that way. I feel like this is a kid who is reaching out for attention. Dad, I think something like late, like after, like he said, like he felt respected. He felt, but he was only there for thirty days, so I don't know. I mean, but that opened up new doors for him. It does. It opened up his mind a little bit, and I feel like it does. 
if he wouldn't have went back to his mother, maybe he would have still killed people. But the courts told him not. To, the courts actually after he got after he was killed after he killed his grandparents, the courts actually told him like you should not go. He had to go somewhere. Yeah, and. The only place for him to go was his mother because his dad really didn't want anything to do with him. And the courts even said this isn't really smart. And I mean, cut her head off. Damn. So, yeah, there's some weird shit. Uh, I did Let hear the meat cake. I did hear some mention of cannibalism, but I never heard those words come out of his mouth. So, to me, the story that I can only hold true is the story that I hear come out of his mouth. I listened to, there's like four or five documentaries on YouTube, but there's like a. 45 minute one that's this one here 49 minutes that's really good uh this is his first one and then it goes on and on and there's like the hour and a half one from uh yeah. 1991 i'm gonna put the hour and a half one from 1991 up on the feed so you guys can listen to that if you want to and that's it i, mean, I guess on Kemper. i don't know what's i this is the fucked up story He's a troubled individual I mean, that did fucked up shit. You know, you hear all shit. about Bundy and Manson and all those people. And what was the other guy? Gacy and G- Gacy Gein Gein. and H.H. H. Holmes. <laughs> I mean, I don't think this guy was nowhere as sick as H.H. H. Holmes. No, but, you know, I think he's he did a lot for, you know, helping bring i don't know it's hard to explain he just made it he made the system aware that there was a problem that they needed to fix yeah, and it's that insanity plea and they set bars and standards from that so totally think that's uh what happened and uh you know he's gonna die one day and then you know how old is he he's 70 something. something yeah uh so yeah that's 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 all i got on that uh anything else you want to add and that's all i have to say about it's all i have to say about that <laughs> uh we're done. So you guys can look us up on uh, Facebook, all those different things. Just, and he you know, only murdered people in a short span. Yeah, two years. It wasn't like... It was o- over two years, basically. Uh, he's 68. Yeah. So, no, no. He's going to die, and then... And then it he's is imprisoned at California Medical Facility. He was in Folsom at one point. Well, he's at California Medical Maybe Facility. Maybe now, yeah. Now. In one of the interviews, he says where he is, and I was like, oh, shit. Uh, okay, so go find us all over the place, you guys. We already said this in the beginning. Go look us up. Be awesome. Early one more. Oh, shit, you didn't even drink the, taking the rant. Oh, I thought you drank it all. I'm sorry. Um, I took a shot of cocaine I found, and I, I shot my woman down. I found this new... Uh, Sturgill Simpson's one of my favorite singers of all time, and he's got his protege out now. Ooh. And the album's getting ready to come out. It's a fantastic fucking album. I'm going to play this uh, song. The album's out, but it's... It's being released by his thing, redone, but the album, the old version of the album's already out. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play uh, one of his songs here because I like this dude and I think he's kick-ass. And we'll see you guys again next week. We're going to have something fun. Let's some, do something fun. Something fun? Like what? I don't know. I have to look in the archives. Look in the archives. I like doing this deep, dark shit. All right, like we can that. do We can do dark. I like diving into this. Stuff. All I right, love well, let's crap. do it. Okay. I don't care. I, what, I have something you know. at home actually written down that's really dark that we can do. All right. So, all right, I'm going to play this song and then we're going to get out of here. So we'll see you guys again next week. Yes. Same bad time, same bad channel, all those things. <laughs> you can check us out everywhere, xdexperience.com. You can call and leave us a voicemail at 1-802-483-3682. Thank you, Rick. You're fucking amazing. I, even though every time I hear your name, I just want to go, Rick. 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 Red. Um, yeah, so I am Gidget. You can find me everywhere. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, BeckersX3 at AOL.com. And Michael. 
I'm Mikey XD9 on everything, Twitter untapped, Facebook, Instagram, all those different things. Just look for me. You'll you will find me somewhere, somehow, some way. Yes. Click like and share all of our stuff. Leave us an iTunes review, please. Yep. And we're gonna be doing a giveaway. So And do as I did the other day and burn up in a fucking fire. <laughs> you almost died in a fire. <laughs> I didn't. Because there was a pool, I would have fell right into it. But but the scary part uh-uh, was because you have your grill and then you have that whole thing. You flip over that, you're in the pool. I don't know. You would <laughs> fall on the rocks. I don't know what you're talking uh, about. You would have to like, mm, like, water. Now, <laughs> after it blew me back, I had to reach my arm back in there because it was still there was still flame coming out of the propane, and I thought that propane tank was going to fucking explode. Yeah. So I had to reach back into the fire, bare fucking hand it, and my whole arm felt like a sunburn for like two days, uh, and turn that off. And then the propane tank was so fucking hot. I mm. took I took that one right to Home Depot and exchanged it. <laughs> When I got my new lines. Um, all right. So here. So yeah, just do all those things and die in a fucking be, fire. Don't die in a fire. Let's sure. be safe. Come on. It's going to be 4th of July weekend. I'm going out in a blaze weekend. of fucking glory. It's going to be 4th of July weekend. So shoot some fireworks. All right. Here's uh, uh, Tyler Childress. And this song is called White House Road. Ooh. I like it. He's kick ass. Peace out, Brussels sprouts. Raw shit. All right. Later. It's White House Road. Lord, it's a mighty hard lift.
tell them ladies that they ought not frown Cause there ain't been nothing ever held me down Law men, women, or shallow grave Same old blues, just a different day Get me drinking that moonshine Get me higher than the grocery bill Take my troubles to the high wall Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.